It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Isaac, Eric, Steve, Sean, and Caleb. Listen in as they discuss the 2002 film, Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Steve, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you, what did you think of episode one, The Phantom Menace? Um, it's probably my least favorite of the prequels. Kind of boring. Mm. Maybe, maybe a couple of scenes here and there that are really exciting, but uh, it's hard to watch. I, I don't think it aged well at all. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, best, wor- best moment in Phantom Menace and worst moment for you? Huh. Probably everything with, um, oh, who's the kid? Jake Lloyd. Or no, everything with Jar Jar would be the worst. Oh God, yes. Um, <laughs> I like the uh, the uh, the final lightsaber battle at the end. I I've always wanted to cut that scene by scene and cut everything else out, like the the Gungan mm. battle and the space battle that's happening over Naboo. Like I want to cut all that out and just do the the lightsaber scenes back to back. But uh, those are that's the best part. Hmm. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think one thing I forgot to bring up about that, just because this is the intro, or well, I don't know when you'll use this, but um, I noticed that um, Boss Nass, aka Brian Bless, was uh, absent from the fight at the very end with the Gungans against the droids. And I was like, he, he put—I don't know if he's one of those guys who's a you know behind-the-scenes general, like he's he's like you know in the, in the uh, he's on the outskirts and planning uh, the attacks and the tactics. But he was absent from there, and I thought that he was going to be the one that led the charge. Uh, apparently not. So he's not one of those kind of. Uh, no, there was there was an, uh, a late night buffet going on at the time, so <laughs> all you could eat seafood. I was going to say he's probably uh, hiding in a bunker, just boozing it up. Oh my! <laughs> he's back in Gungan City. He's like, oh, I just re- realized something. There's a there's deals on at the supermarket there. Uh, if, if we we can't let them go by, or else I'm losing money here. It's not like and and the gas. Goodness gracious, gas. It's not like it's two dollars right oh, now. Oh god. Oh, don't even mention that. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is right now, but like, dang. But yeah, I don't know what this is either. Here we are uh, to discuss Attack of the Clones, part two of our our Star Wars run. And I definitely regret uh, not fighting harder to start with the classic stuff, because, boy, oh boy, sitting through this today. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> but at least with the, we're over the hump, I think. Are we? Um, Are we over the hump, Sean? I think we're over the hump. It's the prequel hump. The prequel hump. Okay. Um, okay, sure. But Sean really likes the hump, so... Uh, um. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Steve uh, didn't take his medication today, so... Oh, is this a family podcast? I'm sorry. Oh, no, of course not. 
Go ahead and be as vulgar as you want. His family as the tavern was. Well, fuck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but cut. Oh, Jesus wept. Oh my God. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Watch the Where's that sensor button, Isaac? Uh, oh, that's only on me. <laughs> only our British guests get to say cunt. And <laughs> Australians, which this film was made in, or was it New Zealand? Wait. Uh, I don't which know. Which was it? I forget. Uh. New Zealand, I believe. I think it was New Zealand. It was all key. It could have been made at my house because really all they had were actors and like the rest was all animation. Uh, I mean, really? Why did they have to go to New Zealand? Why did they have to travel anywhere to make this movie? It's a good question. Uh, probably just cheaper to film or tax credits. Who knows? But anyway, Kim, say, 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 yeah, say your piece. Yeah, a little bit of production or uh, inside baseball. Yeah, I've never hosted a show with five people on, so I don't know how to... Uh, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to organize it, but... Steve will go first, then Sean, then you, then Caleb, then myself. Uh, yeah, we'll go with the initial thoughts first, and after that, so... Um, Steve, what did you think of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones? Well, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Sean. It, it is kind of the hump. Uh, I don't... I did not enjoy Episode One as much as I remember... Uh, after watching it recently, uh, I think it starts to go on the right track with this film. I, th I think Episode One was a missed opportunity completely, uh, but this one, we we get to see Anakin, uh, now a young man, uh, and we're starting to see him kind of butt heads against Obi Wan. We we see some really cool scenes. Uh, admittedly, they're very video gameish by today's mm. standards, but uh, I, I think it cumulates with. Um, with uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is my favorite of the prequels. And one of my favorite, well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Star Wars film, but it's definitely in the top three. Hmm. 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 So I think this is in the, I think it's in the right direction. I think this, George Lucas, after all the critiques and criticisms he got from the first film, started to steer the ship in the right direction because we have less Jar Jar now. Uh, he's probably, what, he got a couple of lines, which, thank God. Sadly, uh, pretty impactful ones, though. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. We got rid of Jake Lloyd. I mean, I know he's going through some mental health issues uh, because of mm. Star Wars, but uh, I really think... Uh, I wish George Lucas would have started with Episode 2 as the first movie in, in the series, quite honestly. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, no, as the uh, the beginning of the Clone Wars, and then like with the second the ep second episode would be the Clone Wars, and the third film, Revenge of the Sith, would have still been like the end of the Clone Wars. I, I right, see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sean, if you don't mind, let's hear your initial thoughts. What did you think of Attack of the Clones? You know, when this what year did this come out? Two thousand two. Two. Wow. Okay. So when I first saw this in the theater, I really liked it. But I was young, dumb, and full of cum then. And now, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I'm so sorry. Uh, your old thing from back in the day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, it's from Point Break. That was the first time I heard that. Uh, hey, that was back in the day, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but uh, uh, about halfway through this movie, out loud, I said in my best Commander Data imitation voice, I said, I hate this. Mm. I hate this. Um, but it kind of ended well. Like I liked the ending. Um, it was, the ending was better than what we saw in the force, not the force away, geez, than, uh, the previous movie. Um, I, I think that 
this movie has the worst acting. I mean, I've seen some bad acting. I've seen the movie Things. Um, Caleb knows him. Yeah. Uh, just now, before we started recording, I was watching Joe Bob's talk about pieces. That, oh my God, abysmal acting. Oh. But those are cheap films. This is not a cheap film. And the acting is so terrible because the script is so Sean, terrible. Who, who do you think was giving bad performances? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, <laughs> let's start with the two obvious ones. Christian Haydenson and Natalie Portman. Really? Academy Award winning Natalie Portman. Hayden Christensen. Uh, right. Not for this film. And uh, she's got nice boobs. Uh, just say that. I don't know. But... <laughs> God damn. Uh, I, sure, not really. Well, well, in that one scene, there's one shot. Oh, oh, the what? That white outfit she's wearing at the end. I'm oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That saves that saves some of the movie for me. That that white outfit. But but go ahead, Sean. Even Frank Oz is terrible, and we don't even mm. see him. I'm assuming that's Frank Oz doing Yoda. It is. Uh, Samuel Jackson for what he's given is horrible. Um, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Why did she place Jar Jar Binks in charge of her place at the Senate? Why didn't she send that other girl? Uh, obviously not the girl that died in the beginning. Rosebird. Rosebird? Send her instead, not that freaking idiot. Like, has she seen the first movie? My God. Um, she was in the first movie. Couldn't pick anyone worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the little bit that he was in, that was terrible, but I can forgive it. It's okay. He was given a, a place of honor because of his of his uh, participation in the first movie. Um, yeah, I'll, I have more to say, uh, but uh, yeah, this is kind of like the McLaughlin group. I, you know, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you on Hayden. Uh, I thought he probably was trying to conjure up Darth Vader's speaking voice from the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well no it's it's very it's very it's very um obvious that's what i'm looking for well though no, there's a certain speech pattern that darth vader does and i think he's trying mm. to mimic that before that you know he becomes darth vader but it, that's it, it's very halting speaking type and i think that's what he's trying to emulate and um now if he, he's not wasn't very successful with it because a lot of people had problems with his acting I honestly thought he was just trying to do a bridge between episode one and then the the or the, uh, the original trilogy. I thought he was Kathy Bates in Misery every time he'd have like one of these like temper tantrums or something. Like, no, tell us where who who hired you. You're a Kylo Ren. I see. I disagree but... completely. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I, I disagree because I thought his acting when he was emotional was really spot on. Oh, but yeah, we'll get to some more of that. But but Eric, you have a. Uh your initial thoughts this is the greatest episode two um, <laughs> uh, it i can't yeah no i can't really think of anything <laughs> i mostly mirror most everything sean said pretty much but very similar very similar wavelength um it's like two steps forward one step back at the time when i saw this at the movies i thought they had just improved almost on everything from episode one. And I felt rather satisfied going home from the movie theater. Um, but as the years have gone by, and I mean, after Sith and then other time has passed, it's not so great. And actually, I was kind of surprised when I would... I, you often read 
if people don't say Phantom is the worst of the Star Wars movies or the prequels, there's there's a there's a strong group out there that say this is the worst Star Wars movie ever or worst of the sequels. And at first, I didn't really, I didn't really think that was fair, but uh, I, I kind of see it, I guess. I still don't think it's the worst, but at least I get where they're coming from. Um, it's better in that, yeah, we got rid of Jake Lloyd. We've reduced um, Jar Jar. Um, I think, yeah, Padme's better, or um, Natalie Portman's better in this than she was in the last one. Uh, not by much. Um, where we go down uh, from the first is that they've abandoned most all the practical effects that they were doing in the first. There's quite a lot actually in the in Phantom Menace, and there's quite a little. Or I don't even know where they are in this because now they, they've gone practically full on with the digital backgrounds. But it's not just that because that on its own is not the end of the world. But there's a lot of superfluous or unnecessary CGI. Like whenever you see what normally would have been a stunt actor, like mm-hmm. like being thrown from an explosion or rolling down stairs or falling off something, mm-hmm. for some reason it always turns into a digital model when it seems like that really wouldn't be necessary all the time, every time. And it, it's, it's weirdly jarring. You want to see it the very first time. I think it's the first time. It's right in the opening sequence, and the ship comes in to land on Coruscant, and the the little door opens, and then like some guard is like walking down the plank or the gangway, and the explosion. You see like the digital person, like fly off. Yeah, very. That's the very opening of the movie. Um, yeah, it's it, it's. A, I'm so sorry. I'm just anxious and maybe a little drunk. Um, Me too. The, <laughs> It's only been one drink. Not me. There's one. There's one where it was like it was when Samuel L. Jackson and the other Jedi show up at the the gladiator ring, and there's Samuel L. Jackson in the forefront of the frame, and Count Doku and all these you know goons are in the background, and it's obviously an animated Samuel L. Jackson. Like they couldn't get like Samuel L. Jackson to just stand there. And take a picture of him from the back? It looked <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry I was interrupting. No, it's fine. And I just don't, it's all over the place. And famously, um, in the prequel movies, there was never ever a real person filmed in a clone uh, cl- clone trooper uniform ever uh, in, the, in the prequels. Mm. It's not until we get a, a, a very brief flashback in like the book of Bubba Fett, do we see a clone trooper for the very first time played by a human being? Uh, that's in the year 2022. <laughs> um, 20 years later after this movie was made or released. Um, but, and then only more, much more recently have I really started to pay attention to the story and the plot and how it unfolds and how mm. it is quite a bit fantastical or, um, convenient a lot of things in the movie uh like plot happenings very and i guess that's one of the reasons why people rate it so low overall um but uh yeah i don't know and the first time i saw it i was thrilled by the final confrontation or with with dooku um i thought it was absolutely amazing it's 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 not 
the feeling has not kept all these years. It's diminished quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I have that problem too, but not with the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, but it, it's, it, uh, yeah. But there you go. Initial thoughts. Well, uh, boy, uh, Eric, you kind of mentioned there's that group of people who think that this is one of the worst Star Wars films. I don't know if we're going to cover the holiday special, but I know that that's absolutely worse than this. Not theatrical. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to cover that Clone Wars movie. That's worse than this. We are. Oh, fuck. But between <laughs> this and The Last Jedi, I think it's a toss-up. I mean, Last Jedi is worse in terms of content, but this movie, it's just like, just complete boredom for me. I, I struggle to. <laughs> and even as a kid, I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I like Phantom a little bit more because it you know, Jar Jar is kind of weird, but at least the movie has some movement to it. This one, it's like watching paint dry. And the things that I do like initially, like the Dooku plot, where I'm like, oh, this Separatist Jedi, you know, he kind of recognizes the problem of these super stagnant and kind of dull Jedis. He's trying to, you know, create his new little branch. And it just turns out that he's just a puppet of Palpatine. It's like, oh, fuck, the one thing I liked. So, so we'll get into all the details, but I really do think that this is the bottom of the barrel for me it's completely just dull and i was having a drink to, to stay awake watching it earlier i was falling asleep but and you were on facebook too yeah and i was yeah scrolling through facebook yeah and <laughs> yeah <laughs> cleaned up my room like, uh... i changed the litter box <laughs> i i really i just have this playing in the background okay but isaac what, what do you got i'm curious where you're at with this one thank you sir so who wants death sticks or to use the suicide booth from Futurama? You want to buy some death sticks? Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Um, so this is the first time in a long time, I think like maybe two decades, that I've actually sat down and willingly watched through mm-hmm. episode two, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done that probably since the aughts, I'm, if I'm being completely honest with you. Hey. I... <laughs> Even for our commentary, you didn't watch it before. I didn't pre-watch that one. Oh, fuck. I just watched it with you, just thinking like, "Oh yeah, this will this will go by easily." Okay, it's like no, it didn't. Um, so I I sat down and I legitimately watched this film for the first time all the way through, and I kind of prepared myself. I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna watch this film out of entertainment purposes. I'm gonna try to analyze this film and see oh. like you know what what it's about." And from background knowledge inside baseball whatever you want to call it behind the scenes of what i've like heard throughout the years and seen interviews and and what have you i was very much keeping that all in mind of just like okay how this was filmed what the discourse was about it and the uh, the ideas that he would bring i was looking at what lucas was trying to say and i was looking what he wanted to do with this film and I am actually genuinely impressed with this film from like a technical standpoint when it comes to like, like this is basically Caleb. We we're, we're seeing like live action animation. Like this is, I'm not saying it's great, but you can uh, please anybody like speak out on this. You may, you have my permission to, I don't think other than maybe like Valerian and the city of a thousand planets, maybe some of the, uh, JJ Abrams, Star Trek films, um, I Avatar. can't really think of anything else. I don't think I've seen another film, uh, may, maybe mainstream Hollywood film. There could be indie films. Tell me otherwise. That has Avatar. this level of like, 
No. Uh, yes and no. I would say I'm thinking like fantasy, like space fantasy wise. Avatar is more of a science fiction film than it is like a space fantasy, even though it has some fantasy elements to it. This is like pure on like space op. I don't think I've ever seen like as, as of like maybe not prior to episode two, but like as of from like 2002 to two, like, you know, 20 years, which by the way, this is the 20th anniversary of this film. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. that. Um, Jesus. I don't think I've seen another like space opera fantasy, whatever you want to call it film that has this amount of like world building and detail to it. It is fascinating. I was very impressed by like what he, he wanted to do. So Lucas, I get your, I get what you wanted to do. As for the story, and as for everything else that is, you're, you're telling us, I don't understand, because you should have gone into animation. You probably would have loved it there. You would have probably liked that. You could even use your cameras and all that stuff. It's like, well, you wouldn't have to worry about dialogue. Like, there's there's plenty of avenues you could have done anyway, whatever else. That, that's it. But, sorry, <laughs> past point. Uh, dialogue and stuff. Yeah, man. I see what he's trying to do. I had the mentality of, like, okay, he's, he's wanting to go back to, like, because, you know, the previous film was showing that Coruscant was like a art deco 1920s, 30s look of like New York and American cities back in the day. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, I think from what I remember from SF Debris when he was doing his big analyst of this entire like prequel trilogy, he was saying like this is more of like an old fashioned 1940s, I don't want to say thriller, but like mystery. There's a mystery plot of like what's going on, like, like what is what is going on here? And so I was like, okay. Keeping that in mind, I see what he's trying to do. Is he fudging a lot of like things to make like make them fit in place? Like, is he putting a square into a a, a big square? Excuse me, into a small circle, a circular hole? Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> Somehow he's fudging those uh, fudge fudging it to get it in there properly, and as you can see, it it doesn't fully work. And the same with the dialogue. He said it for years, and I said it again. I think we've said it like before many times. The last commentary, or not commentary, the last speakeasy we did on this one. He can't write dialogue, and/or he can't uh, direct people properly. Oh I yeah, well, there's a, there's a video on uh, YouTube that's interviewing Richard Dreyfus, and he was directed by Lucas for American American Graffiti, and Dreyfus said that Lucas was the only director that didn't like to direct in Hollywood <laughs> that he was aware of. And hmm. he, had a, he had a reputation for that. He just didn't like mm -hmm. to direct anybody. And I know uh, famously Harrison Ford, and I think even Mark Hamill have commented that uh, he would write dialogue that just did not. It read great on paper, but couldn't be said out loud. Mm -hmm. And they, they talked to him about it, and Lucas just doesn't care about that shit. <laughs> well, to be fair, for the other two films and the original ones, he was like, okay, you know, writing's not my strong suit. I'm going to bring in some people, and directing is not my strong so I'm just going to produce. So I don't get... I mean, I, I think this film had a second writer, uh, Jonathan yes, something. Jonathan yeah. something. But I don't know if Jonathan was just collecting a check, but fuck, I mean, this is much worse than Phantom Menace, I think, in terms of dialogue. If you ever watch anything with Lucas and production of these films, he basically, for the prequel, surrounded himself with Yes Men. And if you push back mm -hmm. against him, you were fired. No. Uh, that's notorious so he, I think the problem was no one would say no to Lucas he would come up with these ideas and everybody like oh yeah that's great I love it and it was probably horrible <laughs> but he had nobody pushing him back to kind of reel him in and I think that was one of the biggest faults with, with the prequels <coughs> Stephen Moffat 
<laughs> oh, shots fired. Oh, shots man. fired all the way on the cross side of the other side of the pond. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, it'll be, yeah, so that's my initial thoughts of it. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, but I don't hate this film, nor do I find it boring, because as of mm. now, I was looking at it from a different perspective, from, a, from, a, from another point of view. Uh, of like, <laughs> I, I actually may watch this film again, but just, again, from like from a meta perspective if that makes sense where i'm not watching the film itself i'm watching more of like what lucas was trying to make and reading between the lines so that's what i would do if i ever watch this film again which i probably will um so with that let's move on uh steve you're for you're first what would you like to talk about <laughs> well let's talk about some of the uh, the plot issues and I, this one really confuses me Go redhead. Is at the very beginning, uh, we have Django Fett, which, by the way, I enjoy that character. It's my newest, or that's my favorite new character from the prequels. Uh, <laughs> but so he's been assigned by Dooku to assassinate Padme. So what does he do? He hires Zam Weasel, <laughs> the uh, changeling, to go after, to, to kill Padme. But to kill her, she, or to kill Padme, she uses uh, space worms or whatever, <laughs> centipedes. I just felt it was really contrived to have. Why did mm -hmm. Django go through the trouble of hiring somebody else to do his dirty work? Yeah, especially because he's like on planet hanging around. Like if he was stuck on Camino. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, okay, but yeah, it's so so bizarre. When uh, and even more bizarre. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> what's that character's name? The assassin that Django hires. Zam. Weasel. Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel. So so when he dies, I like how Obi Wan takes the little dart. Uh, and says, uh, it's a poison dart. You think? Well, we're not 100% sure it could be a he. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be Hercule Poirot to figure out that that's a poison dart, you think? Uh, maybe that was for the kids. I don't know. Nice reference. I feel like a lot of this is for the kids. But... Well, well the, the best line is when Obi-Wan uh, picks Anakin back up after that whole space or that uh, car chase scene. Speeder chase. Um, speeder chase, thank you. Um, Anakin tells Obi-Wan, he says, oh, did you find him or whatever, something to that effect. Did you did, did you find him or he? And Anakin says, I think he's a she and a changeling. And then uh, Obi-Wan says something like, oh, well, then we need to be extra careful. Why? Because it's a she or a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? Oh, it's a she? Oh, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that's not like... I hope people don't go back to this film nowadays and be like, oh, Lucas is anti-feminists or, or anti-women. It's like, oh, I, don't, I don't think so. Or changeling. It seems kind of pro-woman, but... And again, why bother introducing that the uh, the assassin's a changeling when it has no effect on anything at all except right. when she dies, she mutates and turns all ugly? Just like, uh, why bother having during the chase scene she like shoots that electric thing and they get electrocuted? But it doesn't affect anything either. Was it there for a joke? Like, why Why are these things there? <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of Galaxy Quest. I thought... The, the power coils? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that whole city is like... All I could think of was all the lawsuits that are going to be filed because of all the horrible <laughs> things that are in people's way. And, oh, my God. It's, so, you know, maybe they'll talk about that in Legal Geeks. So you're talking about the power coils part, right? Is that, is that what you are just referring mm -hmm. to? Yep. The purple thing? That's so, so there was some minor edits to this film from the theatrical version to to when it came out on DVD slash Blu-ray, etc. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the minor edits that I don't even understand. 
So in the original theatrical, um, they come up to those power coils and, and Sam whatever does the thing. And then Obi-Wan says, uh, power coils. And then brrr, they go through it. And I hate it when you do that, he says after. And then in the edit version that we probably all saw on our discs or digital streaming, they pass through the electrical coil. And then Obi-Wan says, power coils. I hate when you do that. That was the change. Oh. He said power coils before in the original theatrical, and then and then he said the rest of the line, and then in the new version they pass through, and then he says the whole line together. What is that? That's weird. What is that? And that's how all the changes look. If you look through the whole list of changes, mm-hmm. like I don't even know what the difference is, and it's what is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, George, he's got some sort of weird like OCD or something, and he he like watches things, and he's like, oh, I, I gotta I gotta get rid of that. That just like itches at him. You think? <laughs> it hardly changes anything, and you'd never notice it. Well, he fixes the wrong things. There's things he should fix, and there's things that he doesn't need to touch, but he still does it. It's weird. Yeah. It's kind of like with uh, a new hope with the lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and Vader. Like that looks horrible by today's standards. He could have easily fixed the, the the blades of the saber so they didn't look so crappy. Still hasn't. But he, but but he, but yeah, he still hasn't done that. But yet he wanted to change Han Solo not shooting first. It's like the total back ass word thing to do for that film. They they did adjust the the blades a bit uh, later uh, for New Hope. Yeah, they, they still look like shit. The rest, the rest of the films it doesn't match. It, it's a completely different. Yep. It's an, and it would be an easy fix too. That's the weird thing. Oh, but just before we move away from that car chase scene, I did want to point out, it actually starts off, well, it starts off stupid once, when Obi-Wan jumps out the window, and it's like, why didn't you just use the force to grab that drone? But I like when uh, Anakin catches him, and they have their little bit of banter. Like, it's not well delivered, it's, Hayden just can't, he doesn't have a good kind of grasp of the character, but I at least thought it was fun that Anakin had a little bit of a sense of humor. But <laughs> no, I agree because he's so bland, he's so nothing throughout <laughs> their banter. There was only one line where the banter was good, and that was when um, Queen Amadeus and and uh, uh, Anakin show up in that ring. I don't know what you call that scene the, the, the gladiator ring. And yeah. yeah, I came to rescue you, and you and McGregor goes, Good job. <laughs> That, was, that made me LOL. Everything else was just... Oh, and we'll get to some of the stupidity that's... Yeah, I felt like they were trying to get to the banter in this movie. Uh, like, I don't think they even tried in, in Phantom Menace. And I think they tried in this one no. to get back to the original trilogy banter, but almost all of it fell flat. Oh, like, I have a bad feeling about this? Yes. Yes, things like that. But, but still on the chase scene briefly, what did you guys think about all the basically like turning them into like these rubber men just flying around everywhere like there was nothing the prequels got a little bit wonky with some of that stuff but that felt especially cartoonish wait what do you mean turning them into rubber men well the fact that they look like that terrible like how spider-man looked in the original spider-man movies you mean our protagonists like as they're going through everything here by the way yeah falling around just like going from ship to ship it was cool at the time yeah, it was cool at the time at the movies. I thought it was a nice thrilling opening, and it was because the Fifth Element in '96 was the first movie that did that futuristic CGI look really well, like 
the first time anyone had done it hmm. ever well was that. And then this was taking that a step further and making it more interactive and extending it and and God. that concept. And it was really cool at the time. It's, I don't think it's 100% fair to judge it now because I feel like there's things that look worse in this movie than that. Um, yeah, but beyond just the effects, I mean, it just feels so cartoonish and they're risking their lives so stupidly like i mean things could go dramatically wrong for them and they just get killed hit by a car i mean it's, it's it does not feel smart the force they have the force they can sense if like you know things or objects are coming into their path so they'll oh, that's avoid so... it. i i i think isaac's right i think that's you know what lucas thought but it looks terrible um and also it also drives home the point that anakin he just wants to show off. You know, it's like, I'm a Jedi. I'm really cool. I can jump out of this car and fall 2,000 feet and still, you know, do, but uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, he's like, if, if you guys can do this much with the force, like, go home and, and think about your life, you know, that with the death sticks, I'm thinking that's how they can solve the whole thing uh, right there. Oh, wait, it's only for the weak minded. I'm thinking, okay, well, the weak minded people, if we make them all good products of society, you just send some Jedi out, you know, and they, you know, go out after hours and they hang out and they, you know, for lack of a better word, brainwash all the nasty gangs. And all of a sudden they turn into, you know, helpers at old people's homes or whatever. Um, also, I'm going all over the place here, but I couldn't help thinking about how much that scene ripped off Blade Runner. It was blatant um, mm. with the faces Wait, uh, uh, at the TGI Fridays, that one. That scene. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my god! Oh, you mean the fifties yeah. diner? Yeah. Oh no, no, I was talking about the bar that they were at, where yeah. where she got caught. Oh yeah, and Anthony Daniels shows up, and Jar Jar. Yeah. Oh, he's in there. Uh, that to me was a yeah, he's in the there. TGI Fridays of Star Wars, and all the screens. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Buffalo Wild Wings of Star Wars. I don't know what your TGI Fridays are like in Canada. Uh, we. Uh, I don't think we have those. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't believe so either. But I, well, I got the reference. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think of uh, more like Buffalo Wild Wings. Actually, I was about to say Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My home away from home. It's Montana's. <laughs> I got to point this out. A little nitpick of my own. Yeah, when they go into that bar, uh, they they separate. Anakin and him split up. Why? Anakin walks by a table. And he like waves the hand like he's doing like a, like the force the manipulation or whatever, at this random table and two people just look at him like, uh. And I was like, what the fuck's that scene? Like, what do he do? <laughs> like, did he, did he do anything? Why? I, I just, uh, that's bothered me since childhood. Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I thought that was just like, he 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 was looking at somebody, but he didn't mean to like look at one of them. So he's like, ah, no, sorry. Moving on. Move along. Oh, but that little <laughs> weird hand motion. Oh. But anyway, yeah, let's get away from that nitpick. But, but yeah, what what other big set pieces do you guys want to discuss? Because that, even, even when I was a kid, that whole falling between the cars thing just felt so weird to me. It didn't feel like they're real people anymore. And it wasn't just the effects, but, but go Did ahead. Did you know, Caleb, that uh, Sam Wessel, or whatever her name is, was supposed to be Aura Singh? I think you know the oh, woman, thing, yeah, the, yes. or uh, the previous the one oh, from really? the previous movie when she was on the pod race uh, track. Yeah, that was supposed to be her, but because she was <laughs> like such a fan favorite in the comics and books at the time, uh, I guess somebody convinced Lucas to not put her in there 
and have her killed, so then, like, he just made up Zam Muscle. That's funny, that's not the explanation that I've heard. Oh, interesting. I've heard that he was, when he was putting the scene together, he was like, hmm, Aura Singh is too ugly of a design, I want a pretty design. <laughs> Sheesh. And that's why I chose Zam Muscle. Wow. wow. Okay there, bud. That's what I've heard, I don't know if that's true. I mean... <laughs> In retrospect now, I think of, like, when I was watching it today and yesterday, Sam Wessel reminds me of, like, a proto Finnick Shand from, uh, the newer Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that a little bit, yeah. Well, how about this? So, when, when Zam shoots the droid that Obi-Wan is holding on to, why mm. didn't she just take the headshot? Yep. <laughs> why didn't she just take the headshot? And it makes Obi-Wan look even more stupid. What was he planning to do holding onto that thing? Like, he was just opening himself up to get shot, but she was too dumb to take the shot. Oh, it's just... I guess, you know, the droid was going to return to sender, so he was like, all right, I'm going to go back to, like, where this droid uh, was first, I guess, <laughs> activated or told to, like, the rendezvous spot, and I'll, I'll get her. Probably not. I don't know. I'm just, like, you know, making up as I go. Well, they did get her. Well, he's, got a, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a tracking device on him. He uses that later in the film. Why didn't he throw it at that thing? Mm. Didn't think about that. Because he thought of that after uh, the ah. whole conflict ended, you see? Because he was learning. As, as, as you can see, our protagonist mm. learned, I, I think, throughout this film. Yeah, he requested it. The next day, he went right to the Jedi Council. I got this great idea of tracking devices. I think that'll really help us out. Oh, but I'm at the Jedi Council scene right now, and how do you guys think they came across in this movie? Those guys. Uh, I'm going to say, Caleb, I actually agree with what you said earlier, that they're boring. I mean, they're not boring in the movie, but like in actuality, I mean, they're supposed to be like guardians. They're not real leaders. But if I was, you know, my own galaxy or my own planet, I think I would have joined the separatists. I don't I don't know if I really like this, this, this community, this planet. I just, you know, well, if it's not in the computer, then it doesn't exist. You know, it's like if you really wanted to, uh, I shouldn't say this because, uh, you know, but if you really want to be a Gallifrey, you know, it, like, do you, you know, do you want to live in Gallifrey? I don't want to live there. It's stuffy. No wonder the doctor left. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, not to mention they're like creepy, like celibates, like, oh, you can never love. You just have to just stick with the force, even though they've all got like erectile dysfunction with the force and they aren't even very good with it anymore. Yeah. So how do you know that? They're getting <laughs> shot by the stupid robots. From the first movie, Roger, Roger, and and uh, although I got a little when that one, or you know, just jump on Count Dooku, and you know, Jango Fett is just going to shoot you, and you're going to fall off a, the balcony in a fantastic shot. Um, I feel just how bad, uh, but we get into that more in the next movie, I think. I will tell you though, when I saw those children in the class with Yoda. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the scene where they all die. But I think that's in the next movie. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. No, I hate when people <laughs> use children. It's like, oh. Um, but uh, just on that the little kid scene, you're right when you uh, did your initial thoughts. Frank Oz is terrible in that scene. Oh, God, he's the horrible. like, oh, wow. It's a combination. It's a combination of the voice and the stupid Yoda thing, putting the verb and the subject after the rest of the sentence, I get, I got so tired of it. I know it's what yep. the character does. Um, he looked horrible, and I can't figure out if this is a 2002 thing or if it's just genuinely bad. Um, I'll tell you, there's the scene with Obi-Wan in the diner where he calls aside the cook 
who's like an old friend of his. And it's actually a decent conversation. It's, it's, it's entertaining. But it bothers me how bad that alien looks. He's going to make a great action figure, I'm sure. Oh, I had it. Yeah, Mel Brooks made Pizza the Hut look better than that guy looked. And that was... uh, I, I don't agree with that, no. <laughs> oh, poo! Oh. <laughs> oh, but go ahead, Steve. I feel like you want to jump in on, on this uh, Jedi Council bit. Uh, I mean, I agree, but I think that's done on purpose. It's not, I mean, it's not an accident that Anakin grows tired of of the Jedi Council and why Palpatine is, you see him slowly kind of uh, bringing him to his side. Uh, yeah. He is, he's tired. I mean, the Jedi are stuffy old, like, you know, Time Lords on Gallifrey. They're just, I, it must be a boring existence. I can't imagine. No <laughs> sex, no fun. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they even mentioned this, like, oh, should we tell the, the Senate that we're not very good with the Force anymore and we're losing our power? It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. No, they lie. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, they, they've got what's coming in the next film, so. Yeah, and I'll say as a little kid, um, it was super disappointing because I had all these fantastic ideas of what the Jedi were going to be. Mm-hmm. And watching these movies, I was like, oh, like, no, they're, they're just, I would have loved to have been trained by the jedis in the original trilogy but these jedis like uh, i think i'd rather just hang out with like bounty hunters or something <laughs> so i wanted to as a kid i loved the bounty hunters i wanted all the figures even zuckus i had i had zuckus anyway we'll get there when we get there <laughs> eric you got anything for the jedi council no i got nothing for them losers losers <laughs> okay, okay so you're not a fan either all right <laughs> that's good at least what i could see is if, you know, we're going with real-world analogs here, he's very much taking shots, maybe not shots, but he's taking highly uh, lawyer-friendly lawyer uh, examples of the Catholic Church, at least I can see, with all oh their bureaucracy God. and all their, ru- like I just said, mm-hmm. yeah, the rules and things must be done this way and that and that, and then we all know how it is. Young boys. Or as they say in Fiddler on the Roof, tradition! Tradition, yes. There you go, you did it better. Tradition. <laughs> now, hopefully the scandals that the Catholic Church has had in the past, and hopefully not in the present, oh uh, with, with children have not, you know, did, have not occurred. Oh, but, you know, my God. Not going oh, oh, he went there. Yeah, this is... What scandals? He gasped when I said young, dumb, and full of cum. Um, what scandals? Yeah, we don't... Maybe we don't need to get into that direction with that. I mean, I guess... I said, I hope that doesn't get in that butt. But I guess is that butt? Oh God, Eric! Don't jump onto that. <laughs> but I guess hey, be- I left that one open. I left that one really open and, and just hanging. He right left there. the butt open, wide open. According to uh, <laughs> according to the expanded U books, which are no longer canon, expanded me. The Jedi were like kidnapping children. Right. That's how they would find. They would just go around like, "Oh, your kid has metachlorians, a high metachlorian count. Well, we're just taking your kid. Fuck you." Here's a couple bucks. <laughs> not canonical. Not orphans? Oh, well. Not okay. canonical. Yeah. Hot pockets. <laughs> so, yeah, I think as Steve alluded to, uh, Lucas set them up that way. I don't know if he set them up in, like, yeah. in, in, in one or not. Because we didn't really get anything about the Jedi Council or... The, we, they were again. They were very like they they were in mystery and or a mystery box, if you would say, in the original trilogy, where we didn't really know much about them. Uh, again, mm-hmm. the same thing as we said in Phantom Menace, where 
Uh, their their garbs uh, once again are just all based off of what Obi Wan was wearing in Episode Four. When apparently <laughs> in Episode Six, what Luke is wearing is what they're actually supposed to be wearing. So technically, uh, Anakin's suit that he's wearing or his outfit is uh, closer to what like Luke's looks like in Episode Six. At least like in, in what I was seeing. Was it John? I thought of uh, Clint Eastwood in the uh, Man with No Name films. You're uh, you're on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'll be a different color. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was more of a, a multicolored Serapi type. Yeah. But I could see. Okay, yeah. And I. that's what Lucas really got right is that, like, there's certain cultures, like the uh, the, the people in Coruscant have the sort of the pseudo-Asian look, like the lady mm-hmm. in the library, which is based on an actual library in Dublin that I went to. And I told somebody I was there with, hey, this is just like the futuristic library in, in uh, the Star Wars movie, and nobody cared. Um, <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. Um, but, like, the old lady that worked there, like, she had chopsticks in her hair, and she had she was wearing, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a kimono, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Yeah, fuck that lady, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck up. I get what you mean. In a library all day, she's like every. You know, she's the stereotypical librarian, or at least what everybody thinks a librarian is. It's like I'm not really into the gilf scene. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh dear. The hot librarian. I mean, okay, fair enough. Hopefully, she's not doing what I think she's doing. Those kids, but anyway. Oh, she's wept. Let's not. Uh, but let's. Uh, since we brought up uh, Camino with the librarian. That was Camino. Oh, I guess. Um, I will say I actually really liked. Yeah, I really liked the mystery aspect of Camino initially. But by the end, it's such like a plot hole that it kind of puts me off, even though I think that that's one of the parts of the movie that works the best. You mean the mystery being that nobody knows about it? Is that what you mean by the mystery? Yeah, the mystery of it, like, oh, who erased it from the... I mean, I'm assuming it's Sifo-Dyas, but... Right, right. Who erased it from the archive memory and who built I don't this... think sifo was really involved. I think he died in either Sidious or, or Duke, who took on that personality or that name to place the order. yeah. I thought that was obvious, and, you know, fucking Obi-Wan is like, oh, he's been dead for ten years. I'm like, don't say that! Shut up! Just do undercover! Don't, why did you have to say that? You're blowing your cover! I, 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 assumed, I assumed Dooku was probably the one that erased those files. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought it couldn't... Too. Yeah, I guess it could have been Dooku, yeah. But, at the same time, what a, unless hor- he was playing, like, yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead, Steve. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I was just commenting that Dooku is just an absolutely horrible name. <laughs> it is. It's, it's not. Yeah, Count Dooku. How threatening. Lord Tyrannus, I guess. Okay, <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, no, it sounds like so, it sounds like something else. So I, I don't know. I would. Yeah, and especially I, you put I, it up against Darth Maul, Darth Vader, and yeah, Count Dooku. It's like, oh wow. Yeah, poo poo. I. You yeah. know what's really sad too is that if you look I, a little while ago, I looked up Christopher Lee to see when he died. He died in 2015. Sad. Um. Yeah, and uh, when you you know how IMDb like you know it it has like it lists the movie that they're the movies that they're in, but there's always that first one. The first one is this movie. Oh god! Oh fuck! Wow. And, it's, and then it's Lord of the Rings, and then it's The Wicker Man. Oh boy! And I can't help but think, you know, wow. Christopher Lee, acting with basically nobody. I I just could see oh. him. Damn it! I've been in The Wicker Man. <laughs> Yeah, the Dracula movies, his legacy just erased. He was also in Captain America 2, so I won't go there. But Was he? Oh, death too soon. Let's not go there. 
That's the 70s one TV movie. Oh, really? Oh. Well, yeah, he's been in some sh- shitty stuff. Alec Guinness. <laughs> I mean, Alec Guinness, great actor, and everybody knows him as Obi-Wan. And not only that, he hated being yeah. recognized as Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. In interviews and stuff, he hates it. The kids would come up and he would refuse to autograph things. Oh, that yeah, that's sad. That's really sad. And I, I'm hoping, I'm not hoping... But I hope to think, or I like to think, that he kind of regretted that later on. He got an Academy Award nomination for playing Obi-Wan, you know? Um, but anyway. By the way, this got an Academy Award nomination for Best Visual Effects. Uh, I would hope, I wish it won, because I think they, it, it honestly should hold. Because there's still some shots that do hold up, but obviously there are other ones that don't. Now, what I was going to say was with Dooku, uh, and you guys were saying, like, oh, maybe he took over the role of sifo First off, originally I thought Sifo-Dyas, or at least maybe I heard, misheard and my brain said otherwise, I thought they were talking about Qui-Gon Jinn. I thought initially Qui-Gon Jinn was the one that like in, uh, requested the clone army from... Uh, negative. Negative, well, it yes. Negative. That's true. No, no, no. But I thought like Sifo-Dyas was him, and then I also thought, wait, is Count Dooku Sifo... Like, is that his real name? Because that's not his... I guess, is that his actual... Cause Count is a title, of course, but I guess, I guess Dooku is his real name. But then I also thought, wait a minute, in the scene where he and the Geonosian, or I think it's one of the um, uh, Trade Federation buds, um, they were talking, and he mentions like right, you know, right near the end, he's like, "I was, I'm amazed they had an army this quickly." I'm like, "So did you? Are you saying that to like play, keep keep your face up, oh. or are you were you the one that like requested it?" That's what I'm confused by. Well, he is lying well, to both sides, so yeah, he. He's yeah. playing both sides, so I guess so. But at, yeah. at, at the same time, I don't fully know. Like, I, I don't know who it was. I guess Sifo-Dyas made uh, the was the original one who did it or not. I, I have no idea. But I don't know if it's Dooku or not. See, I, I originally thought that Sifo-Dyas was just a, another way to say Sidious. Hmm. I think it's supposed to be a, a totally different person. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think by canon it doesn't make sense. But at the time, that's that's what my initial thought was. Where'd they get all the money from? That's my question. <laughs> right? I know! It's like a Bond villain or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, what would they say, like, 500,000 units are, 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 like, are expected, like, in a, in a bit? I'm like, okay. Especially when, like, Drex, is it Drex or Dex? I forget. Uh, 50's own, dining owner guy. Dex. Or at least cook. Um, thank you. <laughs> he says, unless, like, you know, your pocketbook or whatever it is, I'm like, okay. So, who paid for all this? Yeah. And how many armies are they making? Do they just have the one client? Or do they have many different clients? And each one is... The project of making the army is in a different one of those rounded saucer shape uh, things in their building on the sea. It looked great, by the way. but It does. And they yeah. look good, too. The Kaminoans, I think, are some of the best realized. Really? You know what? Interesting. Uh they make great action figures, but I couldn't help but think of the aliens at the end of AI. Artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I, that's I so funny thinking, you say that. Right, oh, I thought you were going to say Close Encounters, but same difference. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. Me too. Well, that's not the only thing that they, Lucas borrows from his best friend. <laughs> oh, what's the other thing? Oh, the other thing? It's a bit away, and I don't want to... Lots of things. Um, I don't want to get into it quickly because I know Caleb will like use it as a uh, a point to go off of. But it's just like you remember the scene at the very well, the very end. But okay, I guess the factory scene where you know Anakin and Padme are oh, trapped in a fun. bunch of like you know 
whatever a fluster cluck of of, of moving parts. Um, <laughs> you know, it may or may the, <laughs> the the scene may or may not be lifted from a film that uh, uh, Spielberg may have done called Minority Report. Oh wow! I, oh. Oh. For whatever reason, it gave me Temple of Doom vibes, but okay. Yeah, I can see. I can see Temple of Doom. Yeah. That's also true, but I was actually thinking Last Crusade. <laughs> oh jeez. Wait, what? What scene are y'all talking about? I'm confused. It's the scene when they go into the droid factory. Yeah, on Genosis. It turns into just nonsense action for like ten minutes. Or they're on these conveyor belts, and they like you know you, you see all these like machines slapping down and and putting parts into it with like enough force. Uh, apparently there's like a scene in minor report still haven't seen it yet uh of like <laughs> what do you call like him and like like tom cruise and whoever the bad guy is or whoever he's i don't know colin farrell i think i don't know uh they're fighting and they're in this like assembly line Weird. of machines yeah. and like they're fighting and so he's just like oh, i might just you know take a bit of this and a little this and a little this it also has uh, another part at least i i'll say like continuity error uh, of where R2-D2 can apparently fly. It's like, well, that would have yeah. been really helpful in the original trilogy. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And R2-D2, poor, and by the way, I feel so sorry for C-3PO. Uh, like, as oh like boy. a character in canon in this movie. He didn't have to be in the movie. I know why he was. I mean, because he had to, you know, be, get you know caught up with the group. But the things that he was subjected to during that, you know, conveyor belt thing and, you know, switching of the heads. Oh, how I hated it. Um, Wow. Okay, going back to uh, the factory, not the factory scene, but uh, it's kind of a factory scene. But the the cloning scene where where Obi-Wan goes and checks out the clones. We contrast the factory scene with the droids through the factory, air quotes, factory scene in Kamino. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I okay. So I think that the clone thing was really interesting, but unfortunately, we didn't get to see the whole story uninterrupted because we were treated to the worst oh, thing no. in this movie, and that is the scenes with Anakin and Queen Almadala. Uh, no longer Queen Senator. Oh, Senator, Senator. You see the Queen. Yeah, from Doctor Who, but yes. That's right. Uh, oh, hi. Land of the Ood. I hated, hated, hated those scenes the way that I hated Jar Jar Binks in the first movie. All goes back to Naboo. You just don't like Naboo, do you? Or the Naboo no, story. it's I'm, okay. No, I'm racist against Naboo. I guess I don't yep. know. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta unpack this dynamic with these two. So, I mean, the creepiness starts oh. immediately once they see each other in the movie. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> when she goes, oh, you've grown so much. And she's got this look. And, <laughs> and then the, the first scene they have alone, she constantly references how he's like, oh, you know, you're so much older than last time I saw you. And he starts going off and bitching <laughs> about uh, Obi-Wan. And he's just like immediately like unloading on her. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> in that scene, she walks past him and he turns and looks at her at her back and he in the in the scene cuts but he's got this look on his face like oh no i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna totally tap that yeah and i don't see what she sees in him i'm having you tonight for dinner (laughs) obviously i see what he sees in her but i don't see what she sees in him no i don't know not at all i don't 
you know, she is a senator. You know, she just a young, youthful person around, and senators and sex scandals we've learned is pretty, uh, pretty common. So commentary. <laughs> I've got a theory on on that relationship. I, I, I think uh, I think Anakin was doing a Jedi mind trick on her. Oh no! Yes, because he wanted her so bad. I mean, he wanted her. He would have howled at a full moon to, to lay that. Changes the whole dynamic of this movie. Now that you think about it, when you bring that up. Yeah, I, I think I think he. I th- I think he was. Uh, that's my my personal canon is that he was wanting to get it and uh, do whatever he could, and he well, was using his Jedi powers because obviously he was very talented. Hey, he's the chosen one. Yeah, he's the chosen one, and he chose her. He wanted that piece of a. So I think yeah, I was going to counter, but I guess I was going to counter with the first movie when he gives her that as uh, a Chapur snippet, a little necklace thing. Which we don't see in this film, which I wish we did, but oh well. But I thought there was a little too much romantic chemistry even there with like this 16-year-old girl and like this 8-year-old kid. I was like, oh, this is creepy. And so I think she had her eyes on him <laughs> for a long time. But but if he is the chosen one, he's got those force powers as a kid. Yeesh. Maybe he was, yes, using them even back then. Because she, she's pushing him back throughout the first half of the movie. And then after that scene, that's when it starts kicking in. And at the end, they're, they're they get married. I mean, what ha- <laughs> what the fuck happened? She couldn't stand his rapey oh. eyes, and now they ended up getting married. It's weird, a weird transition. She even had that line early when he's like leering at her, and she's like, "Don't look at me that way. It makes me uncomfortable." And he just grins. He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> it's like, "Oh no, this is not a romantic, charming." <laughs> dynamic at all this is ooh. yeah but no. i don't i don't like sand it's coarse what is it that he says it's i don't like sand gets it gets everywhere have you ever had like sand like you know in, in uncomfortable areas though absolutely this is why you don't go to the beach and i will actually say i actually don't think that's a terrible line necessarily because i mean he probably hates tattooing where he came from this desert planet so it makes sense why he would hate sand, oh fair enough hayden just delivers it so badly and it was a badly written line, too. It, it makes some sense, but it was just not well got across, because Lucas doesn't know how to write dialogue. But. Well, Eric, any thoughts? I want to hear uh, on, on these two. I want to I hear what you have to say. Romance stuff. On what? The romance? <laughs> on what? I don't know. Eric's going to say, this is, this is like that Bergman film, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, Shmi was <laughs> first in a Bergman film. It's true. But, um... Ooh. Yeah, we'll get to Shmi. God damn. Shmi. Uh, I don't know. It's terrible. You already said everything about why it's terrible, but Palpatine had a hand in this somehow. He set this up. You know? Yeah. That, yeah, no. He made Anakin be her escort. He kind of sort of split up um, Anakin and Obi-Wan. So he has a hand in this. I don't exactly know how he knows how everything's going to play out in the future or something but he, it was his doing that Anakin was separated from uh, Obi-Wan and then he was brought back to Padme for the first time apparently yeah. they had never seen each other since the first movie till now uh, it had been like uh, 10 years Yeah, they say in the movie um, and as soon as they get back together Anakin's like instantly in love, and I'm surprised how much he's openly talking about it in front of his master. Yeah, and like Obi Wan in like in the elevator, he's so open, like, oh, I just want her. Oh. Even to Jar Jar, it's the first thing he says to Jar Jar. <sighs> walks over to him like, oh, I can't stop thinking about her. Yeah, he's so open about it. It's so weird. So 
Oh, Annie, me so happy to see you. Oh, Jar Jar, I'm so fucking horny for her. Okay, it's crazy. And I agree. I don't know what she sees in him at all, except that maybe she had some childhood trauma off screen or something that makes her susceptible to losers. Yikes. I don't. I, it makes no sense at all. She falls for artists. Well, yeah, she does mention that guy. Yeah, that's it, Paolo or something. He's so terrible. He's such a douchebag, and she's like twenty four. And we, you'd imagine she's since she was queen since she was twelve. You'd imagine she's even like a mature twenty four year old, mm-hmm. and he's a nineteen year old who acts like he's Jake Lloyd's age, um, and everything he says is so repugnant. Uh, all his thoughts and ideas and how he wants to go against what anybody tells him. Like, he's so insufferable. Yes. And then she's just like... Oh, you know, I, and I don't know where the chemistry comes from, except that he forces himself upon her, like his essence upon her or something. Sean Connery and Tippi Hedren in the movie Marnie. <laughs> oh. one, one of the worst romances of all time. It is like that if, if Marnie was like yeah. older... And more mature, but yeah, it, I, I do see parallels between that. I didn't consider this. I mean, poor Padme. She grew up. I mean, she was probably running political campaigns like eleven years old. Fucked up playing the boo. <laughs> but she's probably been around like Yikes. stuffy, like politician types who are always so guarded with their feelings. Whereas Anakin, every room he's in, he has to make a scene of himself. So maybe she's just attracted to that. Oh, disgusting. I hear. What, I hear what you're saying. It's still disgusting. <laughs> Where's his emotions on his sleeve? Somebody actually has real opinions and wants to fight for him. Thank God Bill Clinton wasn't on that planet. Whoa! Hey, that's whoa. That's uh, Padme. But... <laughs> Wait, who said what? That was whoa, whoa. Um, no, I was reacting to what Steve said. <laughs> from the first time I first saw you, she said something like, from the first time I saw you on Coruscant, a little bit of me keeps dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real thing. I don't remember her saying that. Yes, no, that's what Anakin said. <gasps> no, no, no. That's what she says to him at one point. First time I saw you on Tinder. Is that their, uh, their firelight discussion? <laughs> the worst scene of the movie? Oh, boy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll do anything <sighs> for you. Just be with me. Like, oh. And he's like throwing himself at her. <laughs> Just one night. <laughs> well, I want to go back to what Eric said about the elevator. Can we discuss... Obi-Wan's beard in that scene in the elevator. <laughs> is it like that one commander from episode six where he had to like have a, uh, what, what is it? Uh, he had to put it on because the toy of him actually had a beard. And he oh, didn't. what? <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I had that toy. Oh, my days. Yeah. Oh, did she just say, oh, my days? Oh, my what days. 65-year-old like, lady. Oh, my days. Oh. I dropped my inning. Whatever, whatever this movie cost, do you think they could have invested in a better fake beard for Ewan McGregor? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Is it as bad as uh, Henry Cavill in, in Justice League? Probably just as bad in that scene. Oh, with the mustache. Oh, that was. <laughs> or no, removing the mustache. Right, right. It looked so bad. It was. Or uh, William Shatner and Butterfly and Shades of Grey. <laughs> Obscure Columbo <laughs> reference. I'm sorry. Keep That's going. the 90s one, right? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd be remiss not to mention, I mean, uh, like I said, I think in the Art Phantom Menace episode that I had a big crush on uh, Ewan McGregor as a kid. Yeah, and this is the movie that did it, because goddamn, something about him and his long hair and his... Maybe it's a fake beard, but either way, it's, you know, it's, it's not bad. I'm, I'm there. I'm into it. 
Uh, I would say Shallow Grave more. Oh, I've never seen that one. Have you ever seen it? Oh, it's uh, him and Christopher Eccleston and a lady, I don't remember who it is, but they are all roommates and they accidentally kill a fourth roommate and he's got a bunch of money under his bed so they don't know what to do about it. And oh, yeah, i got to check one out. Good movie. All right. Sorry. Sounds Everybody. like a movie. But yeah, Steve, absolutely. That elevator scene, I just rewound, rewound to it. Yeah, it looks terrible. Wow. <laughs> The, the beard i think it was i think it was the matting just putting in the sea dry background they like fucked his beard up or something because yeah it doesn't look that bad maybe it has the lighting maybe yeah and there is some just terrible matting work in this movie of just inserting them into sea dry backgrounds it's like whoa they are not there <laughs> okay i've got a question for those of you which i think is all four of you that know better than me about the Star Wars universe verse. So we have the Mandalorian and they're from their own planet or at least they're their own culture. Am I right to think of course that Jago Fett was a Mandalorian? Not the Okay. Not Jago and Lightfoot. Eric, this is you. Jango. But <laughs> sorry. I just had to Jango Fett. Okay. Jango and Shane Fett. No, well they no they they confirmed that at the end of uh, Mandalorian season 2 that he is. But I saw that and I don't remember. Okay. But well, well, what are the what's the root of your question, or why do you ask? I I'm just wondering why it is that in later movies, even in the Route Nine movies, we see a, a stormtrooper take off his mm. um, uh, helmet, and it's it's that guy. I can't remember his name. Mayor Morrison. There you go. Right. I think so. And uh, why doesn't he look anything like what Jango Fett looks like? Whoa! Did I say the name right that time? Clone Wars, or or like during like the prequels, or in like um, oh, uh, uh, in, in in the original trilogy? Sean, are you talking like the younger, like clone troopers that are like supposed to be him when he's like in his twenties? Because we see the three ages. Maybe he does look a little bit. Like that. Maybe maybe he does look a little bit like it. I wait wait hold on. Which yeah which which guys are you talking about, Sean? Who don't look like him? I I think I'm thinking of the beginning of the Force Awakens. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, well, that's no, 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 no. They don't use clones because Hux and uh, Kylo Ren are talking about that. It's just like maybe I should use clones. No, cl clones are gone. Clones are gone by oh. the New Hope. Okay, I I did not understand that. Okay, but for good. some reason, yeah. Why? I mean, I don't. I mean, I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith. What do you mean? What do you mean? You don't know why? Well, it's is it ever explained why they don't use clones anymore? Because I know that there was a whole spinoff series. Called the Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Well, the movies. look, they made this First Order anyway. I mean, the, I don't mean First Order like Star Wars. I mean the first batch of uh, clones. Okay. So the clones were first hatched. Um, these clones oh, here we in go. the movie were first hatched during the time of the Phantom Menace. Because it took 10 years for them to mature to full age. So they were already, actually already being set in motion during the events of Phantom Menace. And now we're 10 years later... So when was Sifo-Dyas killed then? If that was 10 years? Like, if that was Phantom Menace, then what the fudge? Yeah, Sifo-Dyas, I don't know, it was like a few years after that. Uh, yeah, so he would have been alive, presumably, around the time of Phantom Menace. Should have been Qui-Gon. Um, and so they said that the clones age twice as fast, so that's how they got to approximately age 20 in 10 years. Um, anyway, so this batch obviously is the batch who we see in the prequel Attack of the Clones and Sith. And then um, they don't really make any more after that. And so, uh, and clones, because of their accelerated age, 
most of them are already dying out by the time of the events of like a new hope those that even remain um and they never made more um really after this batch so they all mostly just kind after of, the yeah yeah after the clone wars because in in a new hope obi-wan does mention the clone wars like oh your father fought the clone wars yeah but they've mostly aged out by the time the events of the original trilogy um and then famously they retcon that there's one clone who's present in uh, right. uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, on really? The of Endor. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't obviously created that way initially, but it's been retconned. So there's there's this particular guy who's part of the Rebels on Endor who has this big. Um, oh, I remember hearing uh, about this. Like a white mustache and beard, and he's very tan skin, uh, and he looks. He's basically an older. He's an older clone, and he's a particular clone named Rex, who's from the Clone Wars series supposedly it's like one of the last living yeah clones. i remember hearing about this uh, wait captain rex holy smokes yeah 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 he's a return of the jedi where was yeah what was that during the war room scene in and in, in six uh i don't know about that no it's mostly on the planet endor when they're assaulting the uh the shield generator that's when you'll see him the most. That wasn't in the film though was like that wasn't said in the film that was just... no no it's not said in the movie oh it's in the film Oh, no, no, this was retcon later by David Filoni. Oh, okay, so it was... Because okay. everyone oh. said it looks like Rex. It looks like Rex, like in Jedi, and it would make sense in the timeline. What? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and then also, and also, if you watch all the expanded stuff, I mean, not the expanded, but like Clone Wars series and stuff like that, yeah, the clones, they serve their purpose, but over time, oh, I guess this is like in, when you read like all the extra materials... Complete, independent, and completely obedient. Right, right, right. So they were just a stepping stone in the evolution from going to droids that were pure mechanical, pure robots. Uh, clones was, you know, added more of a human element. And then, you know, fast forward even more, and then you finally get to standard stormtroopers, etc. As a side note, I wouldn't mind having one of those clones <laughs> around the house, if you know what I mean. Well, I have a weirder clone question that comes up to me in this movie. Um off the beaten path but okay so whatever padme's right hand man i can't remember his name in phantom menace kept yeah. oh panaka is then yeah that guy one, exactly and typho is in two exactly so for some reason panaka or whatever the actor didn't want to come back for attack of the clones who could possibly know why but <laughs> supposedly he didn't want to come back to go to doctor who supposedly he didn't want to come back to the sequel and then they cast the other guy instead who I believe is also married to Sam. I'm not sure about that. But whoever plays... Really? Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Captain Typho or whatever. Um, so whoever... you know, so, so we know who the guy is now, right, in yep. this movie? Captain Typhoid Fever? Okay. So when... Typhoid Mary. When Obi-Wan is touring the Kamino clone facility and they're showing the clones, they show the, the, the in utero clones, and then they show... The little boy ones who look like little Boba Fett, um, and then they show the ones who are, I guess, older adolescent age, and they're eating. That's the same actor as Captain Isn't Typhoid it? Fever. I, I don't. Isn't it? You know what? I I thought so. Yes. Weird. And I'm like, what is that? I didn't think it was. Why does uh, Why does Padme's uh, captain look like the clones? He does. It's and him. I thought that I mean, at the beginning of this movie, I thought he looks like those clones that we're going to see later on. And I'm like, it's, I, it's, it's like, it's him. Get something. 
And why aren't there bigger Star Wars theories about this? Why aren't there bigger Star Wars theories like headcanon oh, where, boy. oh, Captain Typhoid Fever is actually a clone who's been planted in Naboo to secretly be, you know, Padme. Why isn't there like a whole book series on that? Because I can't be the only person who's been bothered by this for years. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Caleb, 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 what are we going to say? Just for clarification, you, did, you looked this up and it was him or you just think it looked like him? Uh, I haven't looked it up. I may have read it a long time oh, ago. God. But it's him! Okay. Look at it! It's him! It's him on screen! That's him! Alright, somebody go to IMDb. It might say in his IMDb where he's like, clone at, at oh, eating yeah, dinner or whatever. Because I'd be shocked if they were just like, oh, no one could tell them apart. Just put an eye patch on him. I mean, it could just be another guy. That's what I think happened. Wow. That's what I think actually happened, is no one will tell. But it's It's him! It's him. I mean, you get enough guy Caucasian guys with brown hair and brown eyes, people will start saying like, "Oh, they're similar looking." It's definitely not to tomorrow. What's his name? It's definitely not him. Did you say he's Ma he he's Maori? Yeah, Maori. Yeah, I think he is. I'm guessing. Well, okay. yeah, because they were filming in New Zealand, so because all those guys who play the clone variations, they're all Maori, including the little Boba Fett. Huh? Is he Kiwi as well? Uh yes, well yeah, Maori people, Maori people are from New Zealand, yeah, indigenous. Yeah, to New Kiwis. Zealand. Right, exactly. So by default, yes. Well, I didn't know if the yeah, I don't know if uh, Child Boba Fett was like the actor was Maori or not. I believe okay. he is. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I'd like I'd like to hear uh, about Maori people and I'm reading a book that has heavily features Maori people and we were in New Zealand and we learned a lot about them and fuck. They, you know, they went through some of the, well, maybe not the Maori people, but the Aborigine people or the original people, as they're called now. They went through the same shit that the Native Americans uh, went through here. All around the world. Yeah. Asians and Aboriginals got screwed over. It yeah. It's really, it's like, fuck. <sighs> anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh, you damn Europeans. Uh, Steve, you want to add anything to this whole thing about, you know, uh, Tamara Morrison and or just clones in general in Camino? <laughs> well, no, I'm just going, I'm just thinking about what Eric said. I, I, I didn't notice that similarity, but I'm, I'm thinking back and it's, uh, I think, Eric, you got a point. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. I just never thought of it. I, I hadn't put it together until that. Point. And again, I don't think they're actually trying to imply anything. I think it's what Caleb said, like, oh, no one will notice. Um, just an extra. Kinda, that's what I think. But I'm trying to verify it on the internet right now. But me too, and I'm having no luck. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. It's look. We'll call this part of the show Eric's bullshit theories. Here's the theme song. I mean, it's not that like out there. Hey, I should make a theme song for that. Yeah. No, you could put up one together. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. But I've I've thought about this for years, and it's just it's bothered me. Since we're on Camino, can we talk about the Jingo Fett battle? Yeah, why not? Let's go. Uh, you got anything? Uh, what, what, what do you want to say? The chambered. Oh no! I just I thought that was an exciting scene. I thought it was great seeing. Uh, oh yeah, with the slave one. That's yeah. Right. Oh, the fight. Oh yeah. As a kid, I used to. I had my DVD, and I would just rewind that scene over and over again and watch it. I love that scene. Wh which scene is? Oh, the fight on the uh, at the yes. But but the it was going really good until. Uh, there is a shot that came up as Eric has suggested earlier, where you can totally tell it's a CGI Obi Wan, and, and all they had to do was shoot, you know, Ewan McGregor holding onto a rope, hanging from a, 
you know, while uh, I could have done that at home and then put the, put the, the uh, maybe I couldn't, but I, you know, put the stuff behind him, but yeah. You would put more effort into it. Yeah, exactly. It just seems, let me give you a good, good example. Um, y'all ever, I know a couple of you watched The Walking Dead. Um, for a while there, whenever they shot somebody, whenever they shot a zombie, they would have animatronic blood. Not animatronic, I'm sorry, CGI blood. Because apparently it's too hard to put like squibs in the back of an extra's head. And it looked terrible. And it stood out like a sore thumb. Um, and then they, I think they changed it along later on. Did they, Eric? They didn't do the, the CGI. I don't blood. know about about a walking dead i'm not sure okay but they they did that for a while and i hated it hated hate and and they did change it but you know it's like i i don't understand and i think that filmmakers have gotten over this now is that bad cgi is sort of like lazy filmmaking and i see it in this movie and i'm gonna say um the special the spe- the, the the backgrounds and the, the landscapes look absolutely 100% great. Mm. Um, and I understand, you know, that's got to be CGI because you can't, you know, people aren't building little models, you know, like they did in Back to the Future, for instance. I, no, it wasn't Back to the Future. You know, they don't build little models anymore. It's all CGI for these these far shots. But when stuff is close up, uh, no, like the uh, the character in the 50s diner, the cook, what's his name, Dex or whatever, he looked terrible. But yeah, um, it just it it disappoints me after seeing, you know, the original Star Wars and what they did, like in the cantina scene. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming they had more money for this movie than they did for that. In fact, I know they had more money for this movie than they had for that movie. Inflation counted in. Um, it's just lazy. And it just feels like, you know, George Lucas wanted it. I'm getting off the track. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit drunk. Well, yeah, I'm a little bit drunk too, but I guess that does kind of open up the door. We discussed a little bit with The Phantom Menace how uh, part of the reason behind making these movies was also pushing the new technology. Yeah. And he also shot this film fully on digital. I was about to mention that. To try to push. Yeah, to try to be like, hey, this is another thing that we can do, and I'm going to try to force all these theaters to have digital projection. So at the end of this movie, you'll see in the credits, it has like a phone number to call. It's like, if you have a problem with your digital projection, call this number. He was going around like bullying all the theaters into uh What's the number? <laughs> What's the number? Let's call it right now and see if it's still in line. <laughs> yeah, call this number and George Lucas will come around to the theater and bury you in his chin. Hey, I'm trying to watch this movie and it's all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> My terrible George Lucas impression. No, you're fine. Yeah, so I, I think I really think that uh that's one of the reasons that the especially the matting like trying to push people in with the CGI backgrounds stands out so horribly. Like a lot of the scenes in the Jedi Council place, it just looks like they're just like walking on like a cartoon background. It does not. It's like three steps above like the Weathermen in the eighties, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, I I really can't help but compare it to Jurassic Park, which was almost ten years before this, nine years before this. And where you couldn't tell where the animatronics were and where the CGI was. Um, And that film still looks great today. I think all those movies look great today. 
but for some reason this they just spread it on too thin and a lot of it is really beautiful um i mean no matter what you say i mean the, the the far shots even the robot factory looks really cool but then when you add in like all these zany you know chase things and battle things which actually stuttered out well uh it uh, i feel bad for this movie like i feel bad for um it's fine the people that were in it no i don't think it's that bad Oh, I I think it's just in in well, let's let's move to something else that I gotta complain about. By the way, breaking news. Oh, 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 what is it? What is it? I'm I'm racist. Different guys. It's different guys. There you go. It's different. Different guys who look the same. Different guys who look the same. Uh, the one oh, who's the same skin oh, color but different man. The one okay. who plays the clone is is Bodie Taylor. Um, I don't believe that I. I host two podcasts with this. <laughs> and the guy who plays uh, Captain Typho is Jay Lagaia. Yeah. Cool name. But eh, cool name. They, look, they look the same. They look the same. Well, we set the record right. straight. It is, it is not Captain Typho. That's what it says here. Theory disproven. Or as they call me in the office, Captain Typho. It's Captain Typho. Typho. <laughs> or Tifo. Oh, wait. No, I was talking about, like, Captain Typho's actor is not that clone in that scene. <laughs> oh, correct. Yes. Yeah. Debunked. Okay. Oh, but to uh, go back to uh, Count Dooku, which is my favorite thing to knock about this movie because it starts so great. I don't know if it's extra canonical at this point, but um, I believe Count Dooku or Lord Tyrannus, I'm not sure which one, was the uh, uh, teacher for Qui-Gon initially. Right. I believe so. I don't know if they mentioned yes. that in this. Yes, they did. And Yoda was his... No, wait. Yes. Yoda was his teacher. Yes. That's right. yes. And I like that. Yeah. You can actually trace it all from Yoda, Dooku, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and then Qui whatever his name is. Chopsticks. Whatever. Uh, and then Qui-Gon. I'm sorry, nerds. And then Obi-Wan and then Anakin. I like that. That that's... You can see the whole lineage there. And then Sudoku. <laughs> no, let's not go there. But I was gonna, I was gonna bring up uh, Qui Gon to say, we mentioned in the Phantom Menace a few times that Qui Gon was not exactly a good Jedi. Like he kind of disagreed with the Council a lot. This is going. He kind of played fast and loose. So I love the idea that the person who trained him was this person who separated himself from the Jedi Council and was trying to break up the kind of their control with the Republic. I thought that was a fantastic idea. I see. And his whole scene with um, Obi-Wan where he's like got him stuck in that little laser mm -hmm. laser suspension. I thought it was super cool. I was like, oh, wow, like there's adding some more dimension. Things aren't so black and white. And then it turns out, no, it was all just a big lie. And he's just a puppet to yeah, Palpatine's mind at all. But is that a surprise? Is, is that really? Because everybody who has seen any other Star Wars film going into this knows that Palpatine is the Emperor by Return of the Jedi, right? But I always and, and this is something that I, that goes back to even my, before I saw these movies about what I thought that the uh, Clone Wars were going to be. I always thought it'd be a cool idea if it wasn't Palpatine just manipulating everyone but that we had these two, like we had the Republic and the Separatists and then this third group, the Sith kind of moving and pushing things around but not actively controlling both parties like they do here mm. i think that's the lamest option is that yeah everyone's just an idiot and palpatine's just pushing them in, in places 
a chessboard. I absolutely agree. Yeah, they all seem like idiots. But somebody explains at one point, I think it's Dooku, that, uh, you know, the dark side is sort of manipulating people, I guess, including Jar Jar Binks, who's the one that nominates Palpatine to be the voice. Now, that is the worst. I mean, that guy is such a fucking moron. Even the opening crawl, it's like, or scroll. It's like, oh, uh, Senator Padme's return to the Galactic Senate to vote or to try to stop the creation of the army. And then <laughs> all it takes is one person being like, oh, you know, we really need that army. If only Senator Amidala was here. Oh, that's And Jar Jar's like, oh, yeah, if she was here, she'd vote for the army. That was a funny scene. <laughs> no, I, I burst into laughter. Yes. Yeah, where it's just like his uh, Palpatine's compatriot was just like, this is a crisis we need. If, like, they were just literally like spewing it out right in from the Jedi. <laughs> it's like if only Senator Amidala were here with, without the yeah. Jedi just being like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> that was a funny scene. Poor stupid Jar Jar doesn't have two brain cells firing. Oh, that whole thing that she came to stop. This person said that she'd be in, in favor of it. I better stand in her place and vote to uh, build the army. Mm-hmm. Give emergency powers to the chancellor. It's like, oh, is George, was George Lucas doing that to just, like, piss in the fans' faces? Oh, you hated my guy, Jar Jar Binks. He's going to be the one that caused all this. <laughs> so he's really a Sith Lord. Got it. Oh, that's so infuriating. I can't even... Oh. What, was it, was Amadala going to vote against it? That's what it said in the opening scroll, and that was her whole... That's not exactly what it says. Alright, what does it say? And there's a scene with Anakin, too, where she's like, oh, I don't think that we should have this army. Okay, well then, that's what I was asking, because I wasn't sure. Because from the crawl alone, it's not 100% sure which way she's going to go. But I don't don't remember the other scene. Yeah, it's the first scene they have alone together when she's talking about, like, oh, you know, I don't think that we should do this. It seems like a bad idea. And then he just ignores what she's saying and immediately starts bitching about Obi-Wan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Caleb, real world ties. What does uh, the creation of an army mean in real life at the time of 2002? Huh? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I I think maybe in our, originally, our original commentary, I maybe made some Bush kind of connections. But this was filmed before 9-11 and before the Patriot Act. so Or at least it's written before that. Or the war on so terror. I don't think there was any sort of yeah direct ties. I mean, the war on terror, of course, is already kind of going on. But it was, you're right. But but I don't think it was directly attached to uh, what would have been happening at the year that this came out. Same with um, the two towers. Remember, there was all that bullshit. Oh, Peter Jackson, he's the two towers. He's trying to make a comment about oh, 9/11. God damn it! That's no. like oh, the book made back in 1954. <laughs> I think it was that. Fifty-three. <laughs> I don't remember now. Yeah. <laughs> R.R. J.R.R. Tolkien was Nostradamus. I don't know. No, The Simpsons is no, Nostradamus because they predict 9-11. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that I, It's bullshit, but it is really fun to read about. It's kind of cool. All right. Uh, Steve, if I may ask, um, when you were a kid and you saw episode four, five, or six, and maybe like right when this film was coming out, what did you think of when Obi-Wan mentioned The Clone Wars? Did that strike you as anything? Was there any like image in your head of like ooh, what would that what, what were the clone wars what, what did that mean like what was what, what ultimately do you think did you originally think in your head canon that that it was going to look like it didn't mean anything it was almost like well the opening crawl to a new hope let's make a movie called rogue one i mean it was just it was just something that was said and <laughs> nice. it didn't you know and it, it 
it feels like a lot of I, and I kind of hate that about the Star Wars universe how you know Eric brought up about uh, who was the the bounty hunter or Singh Jingo Fett no or Singh was mm. supposed to be except for Zam or something like that I yeah. just I don't I don't like all these retconning that's going on um, it's just it's just ridiculous it, it'll, it's never ending uh, and I find that annoying but the the, the clone the clone wars it did it, it's just a, a word it was a reference to something that I never thought I would see so I don't know um I I kind of for okay so the last time we had this conversation um when we were did we were doing episode one I told you all the story about it. I was about three or four years old and my mom and I went somewhere and we had a, a her car died and there was this uh, three people that worked in a clothing store that drove us home. Well, they didn't all drive. One person drive. And these ladies were asking me questions because, you know, cute little boy. And they're like, what do you like? I'm like, Star Wars. They're like, did you know that he's going to make three more movies that come before Star Wars? And I, I remember that specifically. Okay. I didn't dream it. And I remember growing up maybe twice a year, I'd think about that. And I'd think, when the hell is I look at my, when, when the hell is George Lucas going to make those prequels? And of course, it wasn't until uh, you know twenty years later, or no, uh, fifteen years later that he actually did, which is forever in a, in a, in a, in a kid's mind. I kind of feel that when he made Star Wars, he made the script. Obviously, he wrote the script, but he had a treatment for all those characters, and he had a treatment for. Uh, most of the a rough treatment of what happens in the first three prequels, at least the first two, um, like how Darth Vader became to be Darth Vader, obviously that he was more uh, machine than human. But of course he started out as, you know, I, I, I kind of think that was in, in George's head. And then he put it away in a, in a, in a, in a cupboard you know, he made uh, uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to pay someone to get that chin surgery, so let's make the... Uh, uh, and oh, I know it's mean, but come on. <laughs> I've done it. If I can do it and afford it, George Lucas can afford it. Um, and, uh, and he... I. Uh, I just felt like this was like an afterthought, like, oh, I'm going to make a movie about the treatment that I made or, you know, the, the story that I had in mind for when I first wrote Star Wars and the ideas that I had for these characters. And I think a lot of it comes from the books, although I may be wrong. I've never read any of the books, um, but those were all sanctioned by uh, George Lucas. Yes, they were, had to be yeah. George Lucas approved. So... I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's that. That's where I was going to go to. Just the whole concept of the prequels in general. Yeah, Lucas. I mean, even starting with something like um, Temple of Doom, I felt that he was kind of fudging things with the retcons there. Like it didn't fully track or make sense in terms of even the continuity with Raiders of the Lost Ark. But these three prequels, I mean, it's just yeah, it completely fucks things up. Even I mean, look at Obi Wan here. When does the A New Hope take place? Like, was it like twenty five years later? Fifteen. Yeah. I think it's a bit old, a bit longer than that. It's not fifteen. Point. It's not fifteen. It's like from this yeah. point, Attack of the Clones, twenty two or twenty three oh, years. 
Yeah, and he looks like he's like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> How do you all know this? How do you know this? <laughs> yeah, Luke's age. It's easy because 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 Luke was born at the end of Sith and then yeah. he's 19 in the New Hope. Okay. Yeah, and then suddenly, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan ages like 40 years and yeah, 19. <laughs> so I mean, again, these things Well, we got that Obi-Wan series premiering May 25th, so you know. That's supposed to be 10 years prior to New Hope. We are not endorsed by Disney. By Disney, so that is not a. That's not an us. Oh, uh, just just for you, Eric. At 28:02, Padme says, "I haven't worked for a year to defeat the Military Creation Act to go and hide on Naboo, so or to not be here when its fate is decided." Okay, there you go. Thank you for that. Anti-militarization. Interesting. Yeah. So again, 100% against it. And then Jar Jar simply fucks her over. But oh, but uh. I also had a note for you, Steve. Yeah. Um, so back on the tavern, you mentioned how he used to, uh, you know, create props and stuff. Wait, I'm sorry, Caleb. I, don't, I, I mean to interrupt, but I just want to tell you, sure. Steve, Caleb has all of our old episodes, like, saved in his hard drive, and he listens to them. Well, he used to listen to them constantly, but he remembers things. Oh, I still listen to them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But I remember in one of them, you said that you made some prop lightsabers. Do you still have yeah. those all those years later? Uh, I don't have them all. Um, I've got uh, I've got a Count Dooku. Oh. Uh, one that sounds and lights up. It's not the toy. It's like an actual metal prop. And I've got uh, Luke Skywalker or Anakin slash Luke's lightsaber. And I've got Luke's from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and you made those yourself? Or... Um, I made the Empire one myself with parts. Uh, the the other two were bought, uh, mm. pre-made. But the, the the Return of the Jedi one needed like painting and stuff like that, so I, I detailed that one. I didn't know you could oh. do that. It's possible. Where do you get the kyber crystals? Oh, well, that's the hard part, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I just always wanted to ask you about the prop making because I always thought that was a super cool thing. So, <laughs> and I remember you mentioned that you made like, a, what was it like a sonic screwdriver, like hard drivers or not hard drive, uh, your speed? Yeah, I still have that too. Uh, I think the hard drive corrupted though, so <laughs> it's it's a USB no. drive, a little mm. USB drive. But uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I placed one. Uh, so I took one of the what was the who was the toy company that made the Doctor Who toys? Or makes them now. Oh, um, can't remember. They don't do it anymore. Uh, I think they don't do it anymore. Yeah, they, but it was the one of the David Tennant Sonics, and uh, I took a, a USB drive that was from a pin, and then just <laughs> shoved it into that. And, and so nice. you take the cap off the Sonic screwdriver and you plug it into your computer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Decent. I, I made a vibrator out of an Operation game that I. Oh God! Well, Pilfered. there we go. <laughs> wow. Hey. Huh? Can we talk about politics now? No, never mind. Never mind. Sure. How like you know oh, when everything that you know, everything that is said about this like politics in this film, it's all told, not shown. We are told mm. things about like you know, there's like a lot of systems aren't. Yeah, suffering and uh, don't yeah yeah suffering and there's separatists going on. We don't see it happening. It's all inferred. What was the initial thing that caused the separatists to leave? 
That's a really good question. Was it because they were on? Yeah, were, were they like unhappy with Palpatine? What's happened in the past ten years? We don't know. Well, it was representation, right? Because, huh. well, Dave Filoni, I'm blaming you for this one. Where's my like between one and two, huh. where we get the point where the separatists start off? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go I'm ahead, Steve. <laughs> well, no, isn't it in the scene where Dooku is talking to the uh, separatists in the, on Kamino, not Kamino, uh, Genosis, and uh, oh, thank you. And uh, got a point for that. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, but isn't he saying now? Now, now they'll be forced to listen to our demands, or so I'm assuming mm-hmm. it was, there wasn't the Remy rep- representation wasn't equal. And I think there was even something like the bigger the system, the more power those senators had, and the smaller the system, the less power. Oh, okay. Maybe I missed that. Wasn't part. it? Or that may have been in a book or something, but. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess I guess with those, uh, what are the the weird dudes, the the Nemoidians? So I guess they they were kind of the ones to the early separatists. Yeah, yeah um, but uh, saw some unrest with taxes and shit. Newt Gunray, Newt Raygun, or whatever his name is. Newt Gingrich. All the representatives in the <laughs> in the uh, the segregationists are. Is that what they are? No, they're not. Separatists. No, no. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. The separatists. <laughs> <laughs> the separatists are different than the separatists. Well, the separatists, the suffragists, and the separatists. Goodness gracious. Well, we're Freudian slip. Uh, but in oh, oh well, actually, maybe that was a Freudian slip in a sense, uh, because uh, that, that just gave me a different thought. Saying that, uh, well, I was gonna say before I said that, uh, the separatists seem to be made up of all the conglomerate types. Like that seems like mm. what's what's that connection? What what is that trying to say? And then when I said segregationist, it made me think: is this like a weird thing? Because <sighs> it's unclear because we don't have all the backstory. Are the separatists good or bad? Or are are they good because they're trying to um, protest this republic that's gone stale? Or are they loosely representative of, let's say, the South in the, in the Civil War in the United States? Who want to secede because we they want know. to keep on doing their ways. Um, and we, That's a really great point, and I wanted yeah. to know more. Look at the opening crawl to the next episode. I think but, but also, again, it's weird that the separatists are, are led by... The Trading Federation, the Banking Guild, and the the Techno Guild, clan. Techno Clan, <laughs> what, what Union, Techno so, Union, fine. But what's that about? Like, you know, what's Which, going on? Like, because that doesn't sound like oppressed yeah, people, fair. or it sounds like people who have like business related complaints. You know? Yeah, that is interesting. And of course, we all know that George Lucas is a well-renowned Democrat. So maybe some of that coming in. Maybe some anti-business kind of stuff. <laughs> or Okay, so it's like anti-capitalist. So they're like the capitalists, I guess? Oh. The separatists? Could be. In the Star Wars world, I mean. What is this? Atlas Shrugged? See, see, yeah, if 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 they would have focused more a little bit more in that, uh, yes. in the first movie no. and this one, I would have I would have enjoyed that. Who said no? Absolutely. Steve. I did. Well, though, no, that's one of the things that Lucas kind of pulled back from i mean all the political talk that a lot of people bitched about that from episode one so he pulled that back i don't think people wanted to hear that 
there may have been an initial treatment to it, but I don't. But I don't think Lucas wanted to risk pissing off the fans well, again. I only didn't like it in episode one because it didn't make any sense. Otherwise, I'd have been okay with it. Yeah, it was never explained clearly. Things are just happening. We don't understand their system of government. We don't fully understand the tax dispute. So it, I would have liked more politics if it was like fully fleshed out. Agreed. I mean, the movie was over two hours long. I don't know how much more that would have added to that runtime. I don't know if I could take more. Yeah, he could have cut some of the... <laughs> should have cut some of that pod race and some of the nonsense finale with Jar Jar antics <laughs> just flailing around. Oh god, yeah, that would be like five minutes, and that's all we would need. Actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut the pod race. Just saying. Uh, just cut it down a little bit. He he could have cut cut out some of the stuff from Attack of the Clones. Sorry, Caleb, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna basically say what you said. He could have cut out that whole uh, droid factory scene and oh god, taking yes. that runtime and give us some more. <laughs> fleshed out dialogue that was horrible c-3po had his head cut off and then or knocked off and then became a droid uh, uh, a battle droid yeah and by the way for that factory scene natalie portman said that they that was a reshoot that they came back and george was like oh this action this finale needs more action so she was like we were just in a room being hit by like rubber pads and we didn't know what was going on more moving parts we just thought that uh, george wanted to torture us so i thought that was funny <laughs> All right. Um, can we talk about the part of the movie that I actually like, and that's when they are in the uh... credits. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> uh... sure. no. The the gladiator scene. I don't know what else to call it. What would you? <laughs> what are you yeah. calling it? That. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> and what's it an homage to exactly? Since he likes to homage things. Russell Crowe is not in this. Oh, film. it's apt. Oh my God. That's so funny. I was. I was thinking of Spartacus when you were saying Gladiator. There you go. That's what it was. I was like, he's he's emotioning something. What is it? I actually really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the beginning um, when it was just three of them, um, you know, chain cuffed to the uh, uh, to, to the pillars, and those three monsters were approaching them. And um, I liked those monsters. I thought they were very well conceived and very cool. And how they used them later on, in the, or not later on in the story, but in, in, the, in a few minutes afterwards. Um, and then, of course, it turns into an all-out battle. I like that scene. And that was the part where I was like, okay, maybe this movie isn't that bad. You know? Anybody? Yeah, well, I'll add on to that. That's when Natalie Portman, it's around when she starts wearing that white outfit. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like half asleep watching the movie, like, oh, when's this thing going to end? The minute she showed up in that white outfit, I perked right up in my seat. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, she looks amazing in that thing. So She's on top of it. Yeah, I think, I think people have been critical of how it gets ripped conveniently and during that scene. I'm one of those people. Oh, you, you complain about that? Me too. It's the weirdest rip. Well, continuity error. Just like, okay, I have no problem with it, like, like her outfit looking like that. It's just like, the, the, the cat-mouse thing, like, takes a swipe at her back, like... That's where we see marks. That's fine. Uh-huh. And literally the next shot when she like reacts to like getting cut, like her, her whole midsection is like there. And I'm just Perfect like, midriff. Hold, yeah. On yeah. Like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You wait, you have issues because of continuity. No, that's not the, the controversy is that it was done intentionally for the male gaze. Not that it was a continuity error. Oh, well, like... Oh, I'm, I'm there for the male gaze. <laughs> that's, I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's what the controversy was, was that it was like gratuitous. I mean, slave Leia. Explo- exploitative. Yes, yes, and they and they group it together with that as well. But that may have worked. I don't know. 
I think the bigger complaint is it makes no sense in terms of the the scene if you watch like the flow of it. That's the it's bigger just, yeah, complaint. That one's well, okay, yes. <laughs> so they have a problem with that, and then Ayla Sakura shows up. Exactly. We don't really see yeah. her like on on screen, but like you know, you've seen what she can wear. Wait, who? she's wearing, all right? And nobody is complaining about that. Who's that? Ayla Sakura, the, t the Twi'lek with the, the Jedi, uh, extremely attractive. You know the, the the whole planet slash aliens or the the species of sex uh, sex slaves or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Bib Fortuna. With the two yeah, tentacles yeah. coming out of the head, yeah. Yep. And she was in uh, the Mandalorian, I think. But but, but uh, that was Sudoku. Oh, that was Sudoku. Oh, okay. Ahsoka, not Sudoku. Someone has wait. Hold on. The one that you named is is the Jedi one. I know it's getting confusing. Yes, Sailor Sakura. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there's something about her outfit that's. Well, her midriff's exposed. She has a very, yeah. Very sexy outfit. Oh, I don't remember this. Padme in this I don't see this. Uh, you don't remember? Oh, man. She's in episode three. You see her clearly. There's a very memorable scene there. She gets shot in the back on Felucia. Oh, her! Oh, her. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about now. I didn't think about she that. She was in Clones. She was in, like, season oh, one. Oh, my gosh. I'm watching the movie, and Dooku's coming out with the Genosian. It's the gladiator scene, as Sean calls it. And the tower mm -hmm. that they're standing on is surrounded by clitorises. Oh my god, really? Oh dear. Uh, what? Well, I think it's very... Watch I... it! I've never had this thought until this moment right now, but now that I've had the thought and seen it, That's I can never you. unsee it. Yeah, I see it. Wait, Eric, see Eric, it. Was, Eric was talking and then Steve said something, and Eric's kind of loud, and Steve is very quiet. Yeah. I know this because I edit podcasts with them in it. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, Steve? Oh no! I th I always thought that uh, Genosis was very like it looked like it was designed by H.R. Giger, and oh. that scene where the the bugs are coming out on Anakin and Padme it's very aliens. Yeah, where they're coming out of the the, the catacombs. I know exactly to what you mean. The Marines. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. I do see it now, except his stuff seemed more phallic, but this stuff seems so much more the opposite of phallic. I forget what that. Well, Star Wars. This so. is a PG film. Yeah. Okay, let's keep it PG, buds. Yeah, and I'll just say for you, Eric. <laughs> Yep, um, a lot of his more vaginal stuff was usually edited out by other people. Um, They're like, we're okay with the phalluses, but we're gonna stick, a stay away from this weird stuff. You're getting a little too strange over there. But, but now that I saw what I saw, and then what Steve just said, now I cannot unsee it at all. It's everywhere in this Genosian scene. Um, so there are three creatures in that. Yeah. There's the uh, poor dog cat thing that attacks. Uh, Queen Meineke or whatever. Queen Meineke. Queen Amco. Um, and then there's uh, there's the uh, that brute thing that attacks uh, that attacks the Anakin. Triceratops. The Triceratops with one horn. Yeah. Yeah. The bull and, thing. Oh, the re the reek. And the praying. I call it the praying mantis monster, which is my favorite. Exactly. Um, yeah, I love. I th I I basically thought all three creatures were very well conceived. That's part of the reason why I love this scene. My, also, my twelve-year-old self would have fucking dug this scene and would have bought would have wanted to buy all the toys, which I'm sure was their intent. And I hope there are toys for all three yep. of them. Um, and I always felt I felt bad watching this when this is this is where I am. I felt bad. When the dog cat creature died, uh, you know, 
Yeah, they all died, of course, but I'm trying to figure out what the praying mantis creature and it's walking like on pointed legs. And I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out where I've seen that before. And it bothered me so much. Does anybody know what that's, not where it's from, but what it would, may have been inspired by? What, you mean because of its feet? The way it walked, where it, it walked on, uh, I want to say it's elbows, but it's not its elbows. I have to see a picture of it now. But it's almost, well, it's almost like a crab or something, like a crustacean, but it, it's, but crabs have, and lobsters have the top and the bottom claw. Yeah. It's like it only has the top claw and not the bottom part. I thought those creatures were extremely well realized, and I didn't mind that at all in, in terms of CGI. I mean, obviously they were, um, but it was a great scene. I loved it. I almost didn't like it when the Jedi showed up, and it was basically just Jedi mm. slashing at robots. That was kind of dull. That's where I lose interest. Really? Absolutely. I like the beasts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty it was cool at the time, but yeah, I lose interest now. I do uh I do just have to point out a nitpick though during the monster scene. So they've all got their hands tied up above their heads, right? And obviously you'd figure that their hands are tied up pretty pretty solidly. But somehow Padme's able to pull hers uh her handcuffs <laughs> down to her mouth so she can use her little key to unlock them. And I was like, wait, what what's going on or here? Or does she pull herself <laughs> up? No, you, you see her pull her, pull it down to her. Yeah, you're all right. But... I was like, oh dear, but but yeah, I I don't know the Jedi action. It just I mean, one they get too close where they look like they're gonna cut each other's arms off. But uh, yeah. uh, before before you go on that, Caleb, I want to ask, what did you like? Kind of what Sean was saying, what did you think of the uh, the three creature designs? I know you lost interest, but like, what do you think of their designs? Oh, I like them absolutely. Okay. And um, this is kind of stupid. I'm sure this wasn't your, what you were thinking of, Sean. Um, but, you know, you've seen the Dark Crystal, right? Many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, a cross between the Beatles and those long-legged, like, land strider things. Mm. Oh, those disgusting rabbit things that curdle my... Yes. Wait. Yeah. I think I got it. I figured it oh. out. Starship oh. Troopers. Those bugs. Maybe? Ah, Yeah. You can oh. see a little bit of a connection. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I'm just like throwing out there. I just was like, wait, I haven't seen that film, but like, I didn't, I know what those are. I think you may be right. I think that's it. It really bothered me. Like, I can't figure out where I've seen this before. But okay, yeah, I, I think that's right. It's been a long time. Oh, but my favorite of the beasties is the uh, the cat looking one, like the gigantic mouth. And I love uh, when it's attacking Padme. And um, that creepy Nemoidian guy's like getting way into it. Oh yeah, Newt Gingrich. <laughs> yes, like excuse himself for a minute to like giggle and like jack off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually kind of liked that in a way, sort of. I mean, not liked it, but I, it was nice. That was at least a good continuity. Co- continuity, no, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. Just of like he, she screwed him over in the last film. So seeing her get like attacked and and I guess mangled was like. I guess I got you back in a way. I don't know if it's like sexual or anything like that, but I, I know what you mean. Oh, he was loving it, no doubt. Getting revenge, basically. But when he said, when he asked Duke, he's like, "I want her head on my desk." I'm like, <laughs> I just imagined Natalie Portman's, you know, beheaded. Oh no. Face stuffed and on a little stand, kind of like 
from Futurama, that kind of Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pickled in a jar. I was thinking more of John the Baptist, but um, but those <laughs> Yeesh. That's a, that's a yeah. uh, you know those creatures were I love that I love this I love that when they brought out the the thing uh, the tiger thing uh, that it ate a guy and we're like okay keep on going show mm. must go on again the lawsuits <laughs> um, well you know he was probably happy because he's the guy that had to clean up after the kitty litter box so he was like Thank God, <laughs> life is over. Sean, didn't you know that it was uh, it was his uh, last day of retirement before retirement? Yeah, they oh, always do that. that. Yeah, jeez. Oh, yeah, like snakes in a plane. Oh, wait a minute, fuck. Okay, I know where the 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 the, the crab mantis guy. Zine. It reminded me. Uh, oh, I hate this. I'm sorry to bring up the show again, but Doctor Who, the Arachnid Queen. That's fine. Uh, oof! Wow. Yeah. I know that was a long time ago, <laughs> but that came after this, so you know we can blame Doctor Who for that. It's definitely after. Now this. I can just picture like squealing and screaming. Oh, terrible! But let's talk about something else terrible. We get that side shot where we see all like the the stupid battle droids running forward, and then we get the side shot of the Jedi's running forward. And there's that one guy who's got like all the little head things. And he's flailing his lightsaber around, and I keep thinking he's going to cut off bits of his head. Okay. <laughs> so, everybody watching that, or listening to this right now, like, no, I'm not talking to our, my, my co-host here, but I'm talking like anybody who's listening to this, you know, if, you've, if you're watching this and you're like, okay, let's let's go watch Clone, or Attack of the Clones. Every time, every time you see, and you have to, like, pause this, every, and maybe rewind, so do it on Disney Plus if you have it. Every time you see any person twirl their lightsaber take a shot i mean oh, yeah. everybody be because if there's one thing that really irks me by the end of this film is i never want to see somebody twirl a lightsaber ever again because <laughs> that is the like from a wep like a real world weapon standpoint that is the stupidest thing you could honestly do right there's no it's not practical it makes no fucking sense it's just for fun like if you want to see twirling Go watch the Olympics and for like flag twirling or, or, or pole <laughs> twirling or something like that or flag twirling. Seriously, sorry, just I, I wanted to get that off my chest. And I felt like all the Jedi were face mugging the camera. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Buy our action figures. Except for Samuel Jackson, who has like just the dumb face the whole movie, like no expression. George is like, oh, you've got too much personality. Like, pull it back as far as you can. <laughs> pull it back. I don't think I don't think you got any direction. Come on, when he said this party's over, I think that was pretty. Good. You know, I know, I know this movie was made after that, but like, you know, you know, Samuel, you're you're too much snakes on a plane. Could you bring it down to Exorcist three, and and act like you were in that one? Thanks. <laughs> Just stay in the background. We'll have a different voice actor come in. He may as well. You know, it, it, he may as well. You know, oh fuck. I, I feel I feel like somebody else wrote this scene like a maybe his son, because the scenes with C-3PO, there are all these stupid one-liners, like, oh, this is such a drag, as he's being pulled. Oh, fuck that. Or, I, I, I've <laughs> fallen and I can't get up. Or, what, what are some of the other stupid shit? Die, Jedi doing? dogs. Hated it. Hated it. This, that was equivalent to the Jar Jar scenes in the battle at the end of the first movie. I hate it, and I didn't remember it at all. And... I mean, I remembered that Jar Jar was bad, but seeing it now, I felt like it was first impression. 
Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Do you guys remember the scene from the Five-ish Doctors? Oh, God. When it's uh, Stephen Moffat playing with his... Uh, Toys, his Doctor yeah. figures to write his scripts. <laughs> I imagine that's what George Lucas is doing with this scene. He's got all the figures, and he's like, okay, what are we going to do here? Or Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. That's great. That's a great moment. Sorry, sir. I didn't play. I didn't see you playing with your Spaceballs figures. Never mind. Your dolls. Your dolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes it so much worse. And now, in 2022, it's cool to play with little... Is it dolls? Uh, action figures, you know. Um, <laughs> like you could be playing with dolls to, regardless of your gender slash sex. Okay, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, not dolls, action figures, or I'm sorry, collecting action figures. You mean Pop you Funkos? <laughs> oh fuck those fucking things! <laughs> I did want to mention this. So early on in the movie, we get a line from Obi Wan where he says, uh, "Oh, if droids could think, there'd be none of us here." Right. But, and then they treat all these battle droids like they're, like, yeah, just mindless drones so they can cut in half. But then they give someone like C-3PO lots of personality. So yeah. what is it? Are the droids disposable? I can't think. Or are they individuals that we're supposed to care about? I, I can never tell with these movies. And I, oh, I hate it. I'm so sorry. I hate the way C-3PO is treated in this. And I, you know, yes. I have to, you know, like I said, I wanted to apologize to like Anthony Daniels. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Anthony Daniels. Your character was treated so badly. I apologize. Eh, I'd say worse in, in episode eight, but that's just me. Uh, okay, I don't remember. Episode eight? Oh yeah, I don't remember him in that. Exactly, see? That's why, at least you remember him in this one. I would say he was treated terribly in these prequels in general, just being the fact that he was created by child Darth Vader that's is fair. already just like I don't want him to exist in these anymore. <laughs> like I want him to be gone. Like... I do. I I don't understand the impetus the the uh, impetus of George Lucas to create comedy in these mo these two movies so far. When the first quote unquote first three movies didn't really have any comedy in them, with the exception of some really good uh, lines. No, wait, hold on. Like, boring, boring conversation anyway. That was a great line. That was great. It seemed like it was ad-lib. Maybe it was. Well, I... No, that stuff's fine. That stuff's fine. No, but Jedi started with the, 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 the kid humor, and then it continued on when he made some of those additions in the special editions, and in 97 oh and then that was like oh. a, that was that was a um what is it uh not, not a precursor but that was a yeah a sign of things to come so yeah precursor a sign of things to come yeah but no uh, 3po and rtd2 were always kind of a little bit of the comic relief it was just more played back the, no i agree with that until the, these prequels it's it's bad yeah yeah i, I thought you should be upset about how 3PO is treated in this. Uh, glad to be upset about how he was treated. Yeah, he shouldn't even be in this. I don't even think that R2 or, or 3PO should be in these first three movies at all. Ooh. No. Let alone having rocket Ooh. thrusters. Not at all. I only like the idea... Yeah. I, I only like the idea that it was part of the original charter of Star Wars uh, and, and that was keeping in with the original charter, which is why I'm a little bit miffed about it in the the third trilogy um because the whole idea in the original the whole original concept in the original trilogy 
was to see these amazing events through the eyes of two commoners um, taking from a hidden fortress. Uh, and so that was part of the original charter of those characters, why they even existed in the first place. And it was done pretty well, I think, in the original trilogy. Completely bastardized here. And I guess why that's why it was kept in the prequels, even if it's not always done to the best effect. Um, although R2, I think, is fairly well treated in, in the, the entire uh, prequel trilogy. It's just C-3PO who gets he the is. real ah. short end. The Shaft. No, nah, nah, even R R two. I mean, he's not yeah completely turned to a fool. But there's that scene in the Phantom Menace when they're like, "Oh, he saved the ship. Bring him up to the Queen. The Queen's got to give him a special accommodation. This droid that we treat as completely useless." I thought that part was so cool. That part was so cool. And then he's flying in this. That part was so cool. Uh, I thought like, that was one of the things I liked of the original of of no, no, no. Phantom Menace. Eric, Eric, he's a fucking machine. He's a machine. He's yeah. just, just like the Roger Roger droids. No, but I liked you know? how it made it, like, it, it sort of like made sense Roger like Rogers. retroactively. Like, why are astronaut droids uh, yeah. designed the way they are? Like with the wheels, like they're perfectly designed to like go on the outside, like the curvature of a ship and repair the. Like it made sense, like as if oh, that's why they have wheels and not legs. Um, yeah, and what if he could fly in this? Why couldn't he fly in the original movies? It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. Oh, everyone, yeah, everyone understands that. And then the oil slick. Hey, hey, that's the next movie. That's the next movie. Don't, don't, don't bring it up. Yeah, I'll save that. I'll save that. Yeah, I'll save that. Okay, so I, I assume the Clone Wars has an answer for everything, so I gotta ask, do they, like, explain why R2 doesn't have any jet thrusters anymore? No, no, no. No, I don't I don't believe Okay. there's an over-explanation. But it, it's also just a little bit, you know, you talk about how it's a little bit dinky that C-3PO came from young Darth, but then it's it's weird. I don't know if it's interesting or not that R2 came from Naboo and came from Padme, and it's like Padme and Anakin's droids made it all the way to Episode Nine, um, and and again R2, he's one of the few characters he saw it all from the very beginning, and he always had his memory intact. So supposedly he knows everything from the very I beginning know. of the saga. All the way Whereas 3PO was wiped at at least once, but I think maybe twice. I'm not sure. How many yeah. times he's had his memory wiped, which, again, I'm not sure why he's so ill-treated. No, no. See, again, think about how stupid that is. I mean, he could have told Luke, Hey, Luke, by the way, that Darth Vader guy, that's your father. What? Beeps and, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, let me, let me tell you, that Leia, that's your sister. But instead, <laughs> he just keeps silent like this creepy fuck. <laughs> like he knows everything, but... <laughs> that is funny. There's another... There's another character we have to talk about. Let's talk about Kevin. No, let's talk about <laughs> Yoda. Oh, God. Yogurt? <laughs> I'll take yogurt. Just, play, just, just playing, playing yogurt. yogurt. Um, Gather around the map, reader. Oh. <laughs> I hated Yoda. Oh, boy. It's not that I hated him like he was a bad person, but... <laughs> He's sitting on the edge or standing on the edge of like a battle cruiser. And he's like, let's gunship. go gunship. Thank you, sir. Gun, uh, you know, he's like, go to Damn. the uh, the the first base. We will like uh, your command center, <laughs> command, <laughs> whatever <laughs> <This> guy, man. <laughs> Get out of here. With I that. couldn't stand it. And, and it's kind of cool looking at Yoda actually like ordering storm troopers around the same stormtroopers that we're going to see 
in a, in a, in a <laughs> well, what? Oh. Did I say something else because I'm a little intoxicated? It's uh, no, it's a dickhead. I'm sorry. He's, yeah, he's doing it for comedic effect, but it's <laughs> Isaac. But, I hate you. I hope a, a, a fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. He's like, um, yikes! Oh my god, I love camel cigarettes, but I don't want camels in my armpits. But yeah, no, Yoda is an obnoxious, like, silly fuck in this, <laughs> and he has so many weird deliveries. <sighs> And his whole like sword fight and fight sequence. In the morning, love the smell of napalm. Do I, <laughs> Steve? I gotta ask, what do you think of the lightsaber fight at the end with Yoda and Dooku? I I really thought it was cool. Um, God, I sound like I sound like a geek. I actually agree. Like technical oh, on a technical standpoint, uh, it was great. Yeah, and I remember I remember they were doing interviews before the movie was released. I mean, it was shortly after, but. Uh, the people they were putting it together, the people at ILM, and they were like, they were nervous as fuck that it was going to be rejected. Like they thought it was going to, people are going to love it, or they're going to think it was the stupidest thing they ever saw. And they were so happy that it was so well embraced. And I thought it was really well done because I too was like, well, Yoda doesn't wield lightsaber. Like he was in my my head canon, he was so powerful he didn't need something like that. Agreed. But I mean, it was cool. But I, I would have liked it if he could have just. No. Forgone owning something like that. Wrong! Okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm against the idea of, of, of him having a lightsaber at one point. Like, I, I see what you mean, where he, like, built up to, like, like as you get older, you know, 900 years. Like, let's say when he was, I don't know, 300 years old, he finally abandoned the lightsaber. But before then, he was still using, I don't know, something like, maybe that could work. But, like, the idea of, yeah, him not having a lightsaber, that would have been pretty cool. Just using the force. Well, he's already almost 900 years old, and we see him when he dies later on. I mean, he's not that much older in whatever Yoda years. Speaking of which, why didn't any of those Jedi who died disappear? Sir, wait, hold on, wait, sir, what? sir. Well, no, that's that's there's there's an explanation to canon. Yeah, there is, unfortunately. No, we'll get into it the next film. Yoda, it makes no sense. That he's suddenly an Olympic gymnast that mm -hmm. can fight Count Doku. I mean, I know it's only like two or three minutes of the film, and he's flipping around like a toy. Like, like one minute. And then after that, after that, it's like, okay, let me get my cane. And I know it's the force. I don't care. It's just ridiculous. It's it's presumptuous. And, that, didn't, that didn't bother me. Well. When 900 years old, you get 25 years, and you're like, yeah, you need a cane, and everything's gone wrong. I feel like it's something like out of like old kung fu movies, uh, yeah, like where like the old man all of a sudden uh, is just like, uh, okay, okay, you're again. If this took place like a couple hundred years before the pre for the original trilogy, I'd be like, okay, you know, it may yeah. or maybe not a couple hundred years, but at least like a hundred years, something, 50, 60 years. Yeah, there's old Yoda. But yeah, when you think that it's only 25 years, and especially because he doesn't get super fucked up in the next movie, if in the third movie he got, like, really beaten up, and he at the end of it he's like, oh, no, like... He fell down a, a, a high altitude. <laughs> hey, we saw in this movie they can fall, like, a million feet and be completely fine. That's true. They're just like uh, David Tennant in in a time. but <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the fourth Doctor couldn't take that fall, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the tenth Doctor could. Through a plate of glass, too. <laughs> oh. But you're going to mention something there, Steve. So, sorry, Caleb. You were going to mention something before as well. What were you going to say? 
Well, no, I want to go back to a scene like we're concentrating on the uh, the Gladiator Arena uh, sure. scene. I want to go back because we skipped one of my favorite scenes of the whole film. It was when Obi Wan and uh, Jango were battling uh, outside or in space around Genosis, and they asked, "Oh him, yeah, the noise in oh. space." Mm. Oh my god, I love that scene. And the sound in that is just beautiful. Like the yeah. music stops. There's it no is. music. And it's just the sound it's of all like Ben Burns. Those uh, what are they? What are the seismic charges? Like yes. that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember in the theater. I, I can. I have tried for years to get that quality of audio at home. I can't do it. I remember in the theater. Yeah. It, it was. It was amazing. I absolutely agree. I loved that scene. It didn't make any sense, but I loved it because there is no sound in space. But it was the coolest sound. You know? No relativity in space. <laughs> that that whole scene was part of the. Uh, it could have been more like the vibrations. Or... That scene was the whole. Yeah, but there's still no s- noise in the vacuum. It's for us, the audience. We don't want 2001: A Space Odyssey. Come on. Yeah, there's always been noise in space in Star Wars. So yeah, it's no true. sense complaining. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's again, that's why I say space fantasy. Yes. But sorry, Eric. Go ahead. We we're talking all over here. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, Eric. That whole scene is part of. George Lucas's operatic take on how he explains like Star Wars and comparing the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy. It was a whole so this is episode two, obviously. So he's he's playing off of um it, especially during that scene, that whole entire scene. He's playing off of events in Empire Strikes Back and like doing like a mirror foil version of what happens. Because it's the it, it, he does like a role reversal because um in empire um it's solo who's trying to escape the empire who goes into the asteroid field and so in this it's Django who's escaping obi-wan and goes into the asteroid field in 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 that battle you just talked about um so obi-wan fakes it as if his ship was destroyed and he like hides behind an asteroid, and then Django continues on, but um, but actually Obi Wan was hidden, by, you know, on the other side of the asteroid, which is, I guess you could say Boba learns that lesson because he uses that at Empire, because at Empire, mm. um, when oh yeah, when Solo hides behind the uh, he hides behind the Star Destroyer, and he thinks they're gone, and he takes off, and then. Boba Fett goes out in the trash and is hidden in the trash and then follows Han Solo to Cloud City. But yeah, so he's just doing this whole thing where he likes to sort of like echo the past into the future and whatnot. And so I think that's why it's kind of yeah. cool, I guess, that whole thing. Um, and spoiler, we bring back the seismic charges in, in, in very recent Star Wars events. So, yeah, they, they come back. Oh, cool. That's right. I don't want to spoil too much, but they, they come back. Yeah, and of course, see Mirror's last shot of this kind of mirrors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, Very much. Hey, you spoiled what I was going to say. <laughs> well, a little different, though. Of, of course, context is different. But, but, but because Steve went back to that, we didn't address the Django thing, too, which was another one of those weird operatic moments. Like, because Django, because that was teased heavily before this movie came out. And it was one of the things I was most mm-hmm. excited to see because I wanted to learn more about Boba Fett's backstory. And I had been looking at all the visual books because they came out a month or two before the movie came out. And so I was looking at all the pictures in the books of, of Django Fett's armor and everything. 
and I was like super psyched. And we had that battle we already talked about, which was kind of cool. And then, and then gets to the gladiator arena, and, and it starts off okay. But then, is it just is it just in their heritage that Django dies a cheap death in like foreshadowing the cheap death of Boba Fett um, in Jedi? Because yes. they both go out the same similar kind of way. In that the reason they both die um, is because their jetpacks get damaged and they don't realize and they both have lame deaths because of it wow didn't think about that (laughs) well i mean boba didn't get his head lopped off true but it's the same thing though he he they both died because Django thinks he's going to escape the lightsaber but he doesn't realize his jetpack has has been has been damaged by the the bull creature and with boba fett uh something something goes wrong with his jetpack or is it just han solo hitting it on accident and then, and see that was the beginning, by the way, of the kid yeah. humor. Uh, and I don't know if that was if that sound effect was retroactive in Jedi or if it was originally in the movie. But it's like when he activates his jetpack, it's like like it does that weird sound effect, like something mechanical is going wrong. And then he like crashes into the sail barge. Might have been special edition. So anyway. I have to check my VHS. There is a great shot that lasts for about two seconds of the young Boba Fett holding his father's uh, yep. helmet. I agree. Presumably with his father's head in it. It's a great shot. No, I no, think no, that no. shot would have con- should have concluded with the father's head yes. kind of <laughs> falling out of it, like boop, and then cut. No, oh, that no, that no, meme no. is out there. That <laughs> meme is out there. What, did Robot Chicken do something like that? I hope so. Just streaking bloody murder. <laughs> no, no the, the scene the scene where Jago gets beheaded, the, you see a shadow shot, and you see the head fall out of the, the helmet as the helmet goes the other direction. Oh, oh okay. Okay, thank you for running fun, Steve. That's great. Yeah, there you go. Yikes. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, it is interesting that in Book of Boba, I don't think it's yeah. too much of a spoiler to say that they yeah, bring this moment up. But they actually reshot it. Yeah interesting that was cool and i was really disappointed uh, if we don't get straight to book of boba fett real quick sure. <laughs> i was really disappointed they didn't show more of, of those scenes with young boba they would do a little split couple of seconds here and there and flashbacks mm-hmm. uh, i thought they were going to lead up to something and they never did yeah me too i was quite disappointed with the kind of resolution of that season but we'll see maybe they'll do more with it with the show continues. But, but also camino looked a lot better as well um in, in that series as compared to in the like, time has passed. Oh, really? Oh, I gotta watch more of this. But if you want more little Boba, Boba you gotta watch some Clone Wars, gotta watch some uh, some Rebels and all that oh, stuff. Oh, no, I like I'm a good. little Boba in my tea. I like a little bit of Sandy in my pee. But, 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 oh, uh, Sean's a little more drunk than me today. That <laughs> sounds I, I... like you have kidney stones. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't want that. You might want to see a doctor. Don't joke about kidney stones. Yeah. Can we go to another scene I really liked? Sure. No. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> okay, well, Sean said no, so. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, we're the MCs here. Sean, yeah, get in the corner. God damn. Jeez. It's the scene where uh, Anakin loses his shit and kills all the Tusken Raiders. Oh, boy. I, I love oh, that scene. to talk about that so much, but go ahead, Steve. I, I can't believe we haven't brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and... And I was really sad they cut off just before it was getting good, honestly. <laughs> so, 
when uh, when he finds his mother, which was very tearful. I don't know if any of you guys have lost a parent, but uh, that this hits you in the feels. However, the uh, the scene where he just loses his, you know, the music starts to swell up after she passes. You know, he's he, he's been staring down at her dead body, and he looks up, and he's got that look like he's just gonna rage kill. Mm-hmm. And he steps out, and he did, yeah. And he, unfortunately, you don't get to see all of it. I wanted to see the whole. I wish there was a. Maybe there is something in the archives where they show more of him kicking ass. Deleted sequence. Yeah, just slaughter for like five minutes. Yeah. I have weird thoughts about... Oh, I wonder what anyone else is going to say about this scene, uh, the Tuscan scene. Uh, Because my weird thought in 2022 is that... I don't know, maybe we had an unreliable Mm -hmm. narrator for this scene uh, in in Attack of the Clones. Because if you can compare and contrast this scene to what we see in Boba Fett... Seeing the Tuscan Raiders oh, in, in the, seeing the Tuscan Raiders in this scene here is like seeing um, quote unquote savages depicted in westerns in like the 1950s or prior. I agree. Uh, You're absolutely right. And then seeing the Tuscans in Bubba Fett is like seeing indigenous peoples represented in westerns of the last 15 years. Like dances with wolves. Yeah. Lars calls them mindless. It's crazy the way they're treated and depicted. They're such savages in this. They just kidnap her just like they yeah. kidnap like a, a, a white female on the prairie in the 1860s. And then oh, they like torture her and have her all tied up for an entire month. And it's just... What is That's what I was going to mention. That's so fucked up. And George Lucas, for the longest time, he'd be like, Oh, people take my movie too seriously. It's a kid's movie. That sequence, when it's very clear that they were like... Yeah, just torturing her for their pleasure, probably like assaulting her sexually. It's like that is not something that you put in a fucking kids movie. It's super disturbing. Dang, Caleb, I did not think of that. Wow, you, you went there. Well, I mean, what else were they doing with her? See, in my head canon, in my head canon, Palpatine has joined. Has he's planted the seeds with these Tuscans? He, he's he's on. They're on his payroll or something. Oh, come are on. you flipping? kidding me here who has he not diddled that's my question you're saying that Palpatine oh, no. has diddled every single person in this entire he set it up maybe diddled isn't the uh the right word he, okay we didn't talk about the 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 um what do you call it so he's diddled Jabba the Hutt Jawas and so many other people goodness gracious the plot me. contrivances of, of we haven't talked about the the plot conveniences that happen here but you know all of a sudden um, Anakin's concerned about his mom and, and he goes there and she's been kidnapped for a month it turns out and he's never even thought to come visit her before check on chicken on her has no idea what's going on has no idea she's with the Lars and all that kind of stuff uh. and, but he catches up to her after she's been kidnapped for a month he catches up to her and literally gets there before her dying breath, or you could say, "Oh, now that she's seen her son, I guess she let herself expire." Yeah, but it's okay. It's just okay. very convenient. It, it is. I agree. Um, and it's like, "Hey, I'm going to rescue you," oh, and then she dies. You know, a minute later. But I'm going to say that what's his name? It's Hayden Christensen, isn't it? Not Christian <laughs> yes. Haydenson. Hey, yeah. he he actually does his best acting in that scene. Yeah, he tries there absolutely, yeah. and she does too. That's what makes it so much more disturbing because it's kind of like a... I love you. Yeah, no, I don't even think she. Si- I don't even think she finishes the sentence. Then she, she yeah. says, "I love," and it. Eh. Mm. He says, "I know." 
Yeah, I mean, because you look at her, she's like, she, her hands are all tied there, and she's, yeah, she's fucked up. Really disturbing. What is she dying from, though? I mean, uh, I should. I don't know. Yes. I don't want to know. Viruses. A broken heart. Just trauma. Not feeding her properly. Malnutrition. Dehydration. Sand people. Viruses. Yeah. They got sand in uncomfortable places. Yeah, right. She's dying because <laughs> her son hasn't checked in on her for ten years. Her one biological son hasn't looked in on her. They don't have email in the Star Wars universe. That's what I was going to mention. A little bit early in the film, they have a setup moment where he's like, it's like a moment where you almost feel sympathy towards him, where he's like, I haven't been able to sleep lately. I keep dreaming about my mom. And it's like, oh, Anakin, like, here's the guy that we should care about. Then he goes, ah, I don't want to think about her. I just want to think about Padme. She's intoxicating. <laughs> it's like, oh, there we go. Fuck this Are you guy. talking about the scene after he's in bed where it looks like he's jerking off under the covers? <laughs> because please. No. Nobody else thought of that? Okay, never mind. I actually didn't. Didn't realize you had this affection for Hayden Christensen there, uh, filling in these details. Did, did you know that was, that was the second time nipples? That was the second time nipples were shown in Star Wars? Uh, what's the first one? Oh, oh, uh, the guy, uh, yeah, Rancor guy. Yeah, Ran Rancor, uh, handler. No, uh, Ula, the, uh, dancer for Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yes. There's a, there's a boob slippage. The nip slip. Oh, wait. I love that. That's something George Lucas never fixed. Oh, jeez, gotta see that in HD. <laughs> I used to rewind my old VHS for that one. Yeah, it's the same actress who reprises the role in the special edition. Reprises the nip slip. So, so the couple that has... The least, this couple has the least amount of chemistry so this is in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Believe it or not, at the final scene when they get married, they have the greatest like kissing scene. I, I thought it was great. I I love that and the way it ended with the, that was really good. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say that. Oh, wow. You know that that scene. I'm going to bring up what Eric said earlier about the asteroid mimicking in Empire Strikes Back. That that final scene where they get married, I feel mirrors the end of Empire Strikes Back with Luke and Leia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. into the into the galaxy, and they have R2 and C3PO. Yeah, and they do the same movements in yeah. the end of this film. But the only difference is there's no Luke kissing Princess Leia. So. Also hands, uh, you know, fake hands. Well, well, that was earlier in the movie. Or artificial hands, excuse me. <laughs> fake hands. When you said yeah. fake hands, I thought of, uh, what's her name? Kristen uh Oh, the, the, from the, the Finger Lakes girls? <laughs> Finger Lakes girls on Serenet <laughs> Live. Hi, what up? You know who I'm talking about, anybody? Okay. No, but I just assumed if, if both you guys knew it, that it must be that. But... <laughs> Um, I also thought we should probably mention this whole uh, Death Star element that they insert into this movie for no reason. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's really? cool. Cool at the time. Seems lame now. Seems forced. No pun. No pun intended. Well, because he says, oh, I better take care of this because if the Jedis find out about it, we're doomed. I like that. That's so cool because obviously it had to be planned way ahead of time. Um... Uh, I I didn't have a problem well, with that at all. I, I know it was sort of fan service, but you know, it's a prequel. I thought it was cool at the time, but I also thought it was enough if they just would have foreshadowed it at the end of Sith the way they do in Sith. I think that's enough right there. Yeah, 
there is there is one thing that bothers me is that the people of that planet. Somebody tell me the, the name of the planet. Genosians. Genosians. Are they like master architects or something? Are they the ones that created the plans? Yeah. Because yes. if so, why don't they? Okay, maybe they're just poor and they don't have their own supplies. But well, we actually see like their whole planet's built on these like Death Star little objects, little orbs. Those were supposed hmm. to be Trade Federation ships, though, I believe. Yeah, they were. But uh, I thought they yeah. yeah they were Trade Federation ships. But I wonder if they created those. Is what I was. That's fair. Yeah, and I was also going to complain, because there's a scene where Anakin's just slicing these guys up like they're nothing. And they're, like, all, like, hiding in the walls like these little bugs. And I'm like, I thought these bugs were supposed to be, like, really smart people, but then we just, like, chop them up like they're nothing, it's, like they're not, like they're droids. It's because they wanted to make uh, something that was inspired by aliens. And that's what I thought of when I saw the Aliens can't fly. You know the variants in the movies. They weren't, but they weren't flying in that scene. They were coming out of the walls, and for a moment, Anakin, you know, slashed one of them with a uh, with a with, with light lightsaber. Yes, splits one down the middle. Yeah, I just thought it was a little strange. No, one minor thing I didn't like about Genosha, or it's, it's ah, this is like such a little niggle. It's not even, but during the times during the times we're flashing, oh, not flashing back, but. But transitioning from Anakin's story to Obi Wan's story, uh, there's these scenes. So Genosha, which happens to be near Tatooine, as is Naboo, but Genosha has this weird, I guess Arizona look to it, uh, Arizona Southern Utah thing going on. But it's kind of similar to how Tatooine looks in certain places, and they they cut between because it it happens when Anakin's going after the Sand People. And he's doing like his his night ride on on the speeder bike, and he's going through the canyons. And there's a part where he, oh, he's trying great. to find like more information about them. And then it transitions to to Genosa, Genosia, and it looks like exactly the same. And you think you're still on the same planet, but then it's Obi Wan. And it just only yeah. slightly bothers yes. me because yes. we have so many different um, what do you call it uh, biodomes or binomes or whatever biomes biomes we have so many different ones in star wars it just bothers me that these two kind of just line up in time and look so similar and it's just slightly confusing it's not a big deal it's just something i've always thought about i agree i agree there's something I agree too. Yeah. Uh, there's something else that bothers me is that there's music playing all the time <laughs> and Throughout the movie, yeah, I don't like it. I noticed it, and it made it feel more hokey, like like mm -hmm. a really bad horror movie that somebody made on video, and you know they had their friends oh. come in and said, and this is John Williams, and in the movie that, uh, or not the movie, but the scene that Eric was just talking about, uh, when Anakin goes and, and searches for the the oh, yeah. Tuscan warriors, they they bring back the theme the from Duel of the Fates. Yeah, uh, I don't know why that was brought back. It's great. It sounds great, but that was mostly brought back because of uh, Darth Maul, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. well, yeah, well, yeah. That's interesting. I don't. Hmm. I mean, I was just happy to hear it again because I was like, oh yeah, almost every other piece of music in this is super bland. Yeah, and I kind of like the. Oh really? I actually liked it. <laughs> I kind of like the Clone Trooper theme that they put in there, but almost everything else is just like wallpaper score. And I mentioned during Phantom Menace that I thought that this is like the waning years for Williams where he was turning in some really mediocre work. 
And I feel like this is one of those meteor, mediocre kind of jobs. But I did like the Anakin Padme love theme at the time. I listened to the soundtrack a lot before the movie even came out. And I remember being at work just listening to it on loop. Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm throwing up in my mouth a little bit. What? Is it the booth or the uh, or Eric's comments? Is it what? Because <laughs> you said you were throwing up in your mouth a little bit. No, Annika and Padme love scenes make me... No, theme. No, the love the theme. Theme. <laughs> theme. Okay. Yeah, music. Music. I see, I don't remember, and it's probably not good because I didn't like this. Because I think he was trying to do something, probably marching orders from George Lucas. It's part of that opera thing, and one of the most memorable things about Empire Strikes Back is the Han and Leia theme. And so I think George was like, you gotta do something like uh, that, except it's gotta be something else, and it's gotta be for Padme and Anakin. So I think they tried to double down that on that in the score for this movie, because you, you get it ha- it's like so in your face like through most of the movie. And I think that was just another tie to Empire. There was a couple little Yoda stings too that yes. I felt were calling back, and I was like, "This is inappropriate." Yep, there was that too. Like, I get why you would think to do it, but it's like, don't call back to a better movie in your crappy yeah, movie. It, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and like the clone <laughs> theme is like a a proto version of the Imperial March. Yeah, I mean musically. I love the Imperial March. That's so. That's that's such Wrong a movie. never Wrong been movie. said. Never been said. I know, but it's at the end of this. It's at the end of this. Dun dun dun, and you realize, oh my gosh, this is the Imperial, and they're good guys, but they're going to be bad guys. I kind of, I like that. I like that. So, I like that too. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying Caleb poetry is is rhythm is rhythmic, rhythmic? Excuse me. Yeah, it's almost like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very. Uh... Hey, Caleb. Uh, Bail Organa was in this film. Not Bail Antilles. <laughs> well. Uh... I'm still I'm still certain that it's because he married his wife and took her name. Okay, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna like that's my headcanon. It's an Aldarian thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys? Is that Jimmy Smiths? Do you guys remember this? Jimmy Smiths shows up as Bail Organa. He was mentioned in the first like in episode four. We finally have a face for this man. Leah's dad, originally, no longer. And dad. referenced in the Phantom Menace, except again they call him Bail Antilles. But who's cutting your fingernails? <laughs> Oh, sorry. That wasn't. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My mother was no. I was doing something. Uh, sorry. I was feeling, feeling. You could hear that. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, something else. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry. I was. I was manscaping. I'm sorry. We're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I was fiddling with something there. Whoops. Yeah, I always tell you, I can I always try to edit that stuff out because I can always hear it on your end. But... Seriously, I'm not even seeing it on my like wavelengths, but I guess not. You edit stuff yeah. out. Yes, no, he you does. don't edit stuff out. He plays plenty of stuff out. Let me tell like you. Like if I say right now, white supremacist, he's oh, gonna edit that out later. <laughs> Yikes! Now that sounds like a vibrator. That's louder than Steve. Oops. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, Steve. I feel like I'm usually the quiet one. I'm not sure if me and Steve are on the same quiet kind of. Steve, what do you have to say about that? Steve, speak up. Yeah, about the score. What do you think? Since you're the most uh, kind of favorable one for this movie, but yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I guess the score really didn't bother me. Maybe it was bland and it didn't really affect me as much. There were were a lot of callbacks. I agree, those were fun, but um, I, you know, I. I Nothing really comes to mind. I'm sorry. I don't that's all right. Anything all right. About it. Yeah, that's fair. Respectable. Maybe that makes it uh, shows a sign that it wasn't that impressive. If yeah, it didn't stand out too. Much. I agree. Yeah. 
but so but it would make sense it seems like john williams probably was his out of decline i kind of agree with that it seems like not much going for him after that yeah yeah but to be fair he was quite old so i mean oh, there maybe you go. it was just still is oh he's he's, he's on my death death wish or death, death, wish. <laughs> death watch <laughs> death watch list <laughs> He's oh, one no. of them, right up there with Tom Baker. I, I'm, I'm just amazed the guy's still alive. That's oh, I know Tom. Goodness yeah. gracious! I keep my yeah. Steve yeah. killed Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> Not white power. Oh. Okay, I should have said that. Oh, jeez, more edits. Oh, god damn! So, oh, jeez, I can't believe. It. Oh, okay. So, do the plot conveniences or contrivances hurt this movie in retrospect? When you look at it all on paper, yes, and I and I've got another one for you that I don't understand. If you, if you gentlemen don't mind me, and entertain this, gentlemen. Oh my God, I've never heard you okay. so formal. I mean, call the gentleman. Nice. I was talking to myself. My God, we don't have the. He doesn't say, "Hey, Sean, gentlemen." He's you gentleman know. Sean. He, I, I say, "Hey, dipshit." But anyways, <laughs> what? That's more what I'm called. Nice. This is my podcast boyfriend. Which is not a term I made up. It's a term his wife made oh. up. Uh, I'm as Sean, your podcast really? boy. I guess you're just my mistress. Uh, I was going to say I'm your guma. Oh, yeah, the mistress. Yeah, I usually hear podcast husband for Steve, but but sorry, Steve, go ahead. So Concubine. there was the scene where Obi Wan is calling the old folks home, or whatever he was calling it. <laughs> I love that. That's so silly. Uh, but we're no, he's actually stuck on Geonosis, so it's the scene after. Um, but he, so he can't reach Coruscant because it's too far away. So he's like, "Oh well, Tatooine's close. I'll Anakin's on. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Naboo's close. I'll get a hold of Anakin and he'll relay my message back." Mm-hmm. But he's not on uh, Naboo. Where is he? Oh, he's on Tatooine. How the fuck did he find that? I don't. Was that ever? Didn't that seem a little convenient? Like it literally took him five seconds to locate him. Uh. Yeah, uh, mitochondrions. What do you mean? How did he find that? The galactic web. The galactic <laughs> web. Yeah. Well, no, like because he was looking for Anakin. He's like, okay, I know he's on Naboo, but he's like, oh no, he's not there. Where is he? Let me do yeah. a wider scan. Oh, he's on Tatooine. Why is he? Uh, what is he doing there? Computers and stuff. I don't know. Right. What it is is, I would have been more angry. Like I, I fucking told him to stay in Naboo. What the fuck is he doing on Tatooine? Jesus! Now we got to go to Tatooine. God damn it! Yeah, that that crap. But again, it's weird though because they, as they mentioned in the movie, that Tatooine is actually relatively close to Genosha as well. So it's weird that somehow the piggybacking of the message works that way. But whatever, I don't understand how subspace works. Yeah, just convenience. What do you guys think of seeing old Watto again, all washed up, sitting in the dumps? Oh, uh, can you collect some debts for me? I'm pretty broke now that I sold off all my slaves. <laughs> Jeez, oh, felt a little bad for him, but not really. Oh, really? Because of the flies? Yeah, <laughs> the flies. those were there originally, weren't they? Yeah. The what? The flies? They were there originally. Yeah, a little fly, like fly eating off his eyeball. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, oh, Penny, 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 help me! And and it's like, fuck you. We were your slaves, but you know, yeah. They used to wash under my chin for me. Now I just have to leave it in the flies just eat off me. <laughs> I mean, he was not, like, whipping them. or I, I don't know. Want, I don't want to, you know, make excuse for slave owners. Um, well, yeah, they were like slaves was... in the classic Hebrew sense. Yeah. 
No, he was making Anakin do those races, and Anakin was like, oh, oh it's the most dangerous thing, but I'm a child, and Watto makes me go in and bets on me. Oh, uh, well, no, no, no. It's, bets against me. You know what's dangerous? <laughs> Sandstorms. Sandstorms are very, very <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, I just watched Death on the Nile in the theater. Oh, you did? Okay, I'm sorry. That's not pertinent to the subject you're hearing. Yeah, we'll save that for some other time. Okay, so plot contrivances. <laughs> contrivances. Um, contrivances. So, you see, none of the movie ever would have happened if they wouldn't have sent Django Fett to kill Senator Amidala in the first place. And, and then, of course, he sends... Mm. Um, Sam Neill to go out there and um, Sam Neill bundles everything. (laughs) But of course, Django has to be right there. Sam Neill is much hotter. And and so Django's right there watching the whole time and then conveniently, you know, kills Sam like with with the with the little dart. But of course Camino Dart. He has to use a dart that is like the most traceable dart in the whole world. Yeah, I know. Because it comes from a land that doesn't exist. Um and so he uses the little dart. So then Obi-Wan takes a little dart and he does some research and it like yeah, it says it comes from this place that doesn't exist. And the librarian's so sure. So then he's he's stuck. Obi-Wan's stuck. Yeah, so then he goes to kindergarten and then like Yoda's like, Obi-Wan can't figure it out. Hey preschool kids, what do you think? And and it's like Yeah, I hated that. Didn't like that. Wonderful the tr- mind of a child is. I don't get it, Yoda. Like it should be right here, and like it's like the gravity affects everything around, but like nothing's there. And and uh, turns out it's actually right there. And so anyway, he goes- no, he he said at one point during that whole kindergarten session, he said all the stars gravitate toward it, and there's nothing there. I'm like, fuck! If all the stars exactly, gravitate though. toward it, I that would be. Fucking the end. What? Yes. No. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's the worst and luckiest detective at the same time. And then so he goes to um, what's it called? Um, what is it called? The Water Planet. Yeah, Dex. Oh, uh, Camino. Oh yeah, Dex, who just is there so they can spend more on CGI. And so then, um, so he goes to Camino, and so now Django Fett. I guess you know he. I don't even know why he's like. When you guys like drop a load at the sperm bank, do you just hang out and live there and like get an apartment? <laughs> so like he just he's, he's been hanging out on Camino for ten years. I knew that punchline that punchline was coming. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're chat with everybody for no real reason other than for Obi Wan to get super suspicious and then get into a fight with him and then he throws the homing device and then Django is so special. Not only is he the progenitor of all the clones. But the place that he that he seeks um, um, refuge in after he flees Camino is the base of the Separatists. Like he goes from the clone army that no one knows exists to the second coming of the droid army and that nobody knows exists. He's like the most important person in the universe, and he's the perfect person for Obi Wan to follow. Because he, he goes from... And how is Django... How does he exist in both... Is he like Dooku? Like, is he on the plan? That he just under... Because he, he's the other person who knows everything that's going on. For what reason, I don't know. And so then he leads Obi-Wan right to Genosha. In the droid factory. It's the answer that makes the prequel so irritating. It's Palpatine's mind at all. I guess Palpatine was behind the droid army. And... It's, it's, yeah, I guess that's it. That's it. I Master guess. Diddler himself. He's the Diddler on the roof. 
I, I saw it from the beginning. Oh, I've never heard that one before. Diddler on the roof. That's terrible. Tradition! Tradition. Is it raining? No, it's the Diddler on the roof. Oh, God. Oh, that's not... Oh, but yes, no, that's that's why I find these prequels so irritating. Is Really, it's just like... I wish that we could see them from Palpatine's perspective. If there was like a novel with just him giggling, like, oh, here's this chess piece. Oh, it worked perfectly. Everyone's so stupid. He's just masturbating to himself, being like, I can't wait for all this to work out in the end. Well, he's like, I can't wait till I have sticky fingers in Rise of Skywalker. Well... Sticky fingers? He's in that? I could, I could kind of, oh god! I, but I'm just saying, with Rise of Skywalker, he's been playing the super long game for like 60 years. Sorry, I just got to mention this. There's that scene where uh, Padme arrives with the, uh, I might cut this, <laughs> where Padme arrives with the clone troopers and she like jumps off the like the the gunship. Oh, I know. It's it's I know it's so comical. Jumps or gets like thrown off? No, she runs. Oh, not that part. When she arrives back. Right when Dooku leaves. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's like, she jumps off and starts running, and that white outfit is uh, complimenting her in, in wonderful ways. But, oh, yeah, it does. It does. Gaffer tape. Gaffer tape. Goddamn. I, I don't know if that's... Uh, yeah, there's a scene where she's holding a gun, and she's got her midriff and her and her breasts. I don't know. Yeah, it's very... Uh, yeah, it's very complimenting to her. But as you said, I think, Caleb, in the last one, uh, she has no. She's she's forgotten about these films. I mean, she's like, oh yeah, I haven't been in that. She's like Susan Sarandon with the Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show, which I don't really. Know. Susan Sarandon is still like that, but yeah, if these movies come up, yeah, she just kind of laughs and like, oh yeah, I was in them, but then moves on to her better work. No, but well, she's you pass over that scene. What is up with that scene when they're just? Traversing the desert, following Dooku. And then also, why doesn't Dooku just escape from his original location? He has to escape to his escape point. But anyway, um, so they're riding in the gunship, and the oh, doors yeah. are open, of course, like Vietnam style. And then they just randomly yeah. get hit, because like these, uh, the, shi- those, the ships do this maneuver where they just go behind them. Uh, Dooku's escorts, they just like circle back, and they start shooting at him, and then they hit the little sand dune. And she just goes, ah! And then she and a clone just fall out the door. What is that? What is that? That's stupid, by the way. I gotta bring up the fact that there is a rear cannon. You can see it in the back of the of the, all the gunships. They have that, and they never do anything with that. It's so stupid. Like I always was just like, what? What, what is this? They have the ability. They she have just falls out. They have those two. They have the um, the, uh, the 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 port cannon, and they have a starboard cannon as well, where they have two like you know clones inside of there, right? Kind of like it was the Millennium Falcon. I know it can. Well, like, yeah, like like a B seventeen horizontal. Yeah, basically, and they can't just like you know turn around slightly and start shooting the things. That that seems ridiculous yeah. for me when it comes to like combat. But she just falls out, like. Yeah, you figured she's have some broken bones, maybe. I guess they're flying low. She hit the sand, it's fine. I don't even care about the broken bones. It's it's just so dismissive like of this powerful character. Just to get her out of the scene, and then also to get um, Anakin to be like, go, go, go down, land the ship! And like, no, Anakin, no. What would she do? No, we can't just leave her. Oh, so angry. Talking about dismissive of this character, just wait till she's barefoot and pregnant in the next film. <laughs> we could go on and on. Yes, we could go on and on. We should probably go to final thoughts yeah. soon. 
Or at least anything anything left on the table. Let's let's put it down. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Shall we start, Isaac? Let's do your form. No, 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 no. no. We're gonna start with Steve, just because he hasn't like yeah. talked about it in a bit. So let's let's. Oh, God, I've just been listening to you guys. Steve, Steve's a little bit tired. He go. He is a morning person. He is not a night owl. Um. So this is past his bedtime. <laughs> Maybe sound like I'm twelve. Oh my God. Are you his lawyer? <laughs> yeah. That's a- it's getting too parental here. His handler? Yeah. Yikes. Sounding pretty husbandish. I'm, listen, I'm listening to everybody. Okay, you guys. Okay, I'm a little bit drunk. I'm sorry if I've shared this, Steve, but but Steve's wife. Uh, yeah, at least a dozen times. Oh, Jesus. Just, anyways, oh. okay, what do I think of the movie? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie, and I get the impression you guys probably didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Um, the, the things you kind of criticized with the acting, I, I honestly I didn't think the acting was that bad. I thought it was in tone with what they were trying to do. I, I especially enjoyed uh, the sound effects that Ben Burt did. I, I thought they were incredible. I mean, from the sounds from the, the chase scene with the, the, the vehicle, the whatever you call them, the speeders. Um, I mean, if you've got a surround sound system, it just sounds wonderful to the, to the, uh, the Django Fett scene uh, in space. I, I just thought it was incredible. Um, what I didn't like and I felt could have been done differently was the Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, relationship because it was really rough at the very beginning. They were not getting along. Anakin was uh, embarrassing Obi-Wan in public. And just it seems like there was more of a hatred. By the time we get to the next movie, it's a completely different, it's a reverse effect. They're best friends now. So it's it's just weird. I wish we could have seen some build on that outside of the you know the not not outside like in the Clone Wars that probably the cartoons made up for. Here, here. Um, mm. I felt I, I felt the pacing was off. Like a lot of scenes were overly done. Like I felt they could have been tightened. Uh, specifically, that uh, the scene again where you know Eric, you brought up where they were flying through that corridor with the electric purple thing. I felt like that could have been tightened up. That was just too long. It kind of got boring. It's almost like the scenes, they were exciting, but but the length of them caused you to get bored with it. Like, okay, when's this, when's this going to end? And uh, what else? I thought the Anakin-Padme relationship, another relationship, was horrible. I, I didn't see where the romance or... It was all creepy stalkery stuff. And I didn't... I didn't feel like that was appropriate for this relationship that mm-hmm. we all dreamt was going to be this romantic and I felt like this was supposed to be kind of a romantic uh, movie in a way but space romantic and it wasn't it was just Anakin being weird about the whole thing I will say less Jar Jar I like that yeah, I didn't mm. think it was as cringy of a film as the first one so I, I enjoyed, like I mentioned earlier, I enjoyed the introduction of Django Fett. I thought he was a fascinating character. So I overall enjoyed it, but it, yeah, it needed a lot of work. It wasn't quite the perfect film. And everybody went silent. <laughs> no, you're on I just can't remember who was next. <laughs> I think it's me. Isaac, do you remember the order? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, 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 Sean. <laughs> I don't like this movie. Um, I like this movie a lot less than when I first saw it. And, and like Isaac, this is the first time that I actually saw it from beginning to end. And also, the first chapter, of the not the first chapter, but the first half of this movie was 
utterly boring. And mm. it didn't help that uh, Hayden Christensen was just terrible in this movie. Um, there are no threats. The uh, the chase scene, the, the car chase scene, for lack of a better word, is just sort of. There are mo- moments of it that are suspenseful, but otherwise, it's 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 not. But I, right now, where I stand as far as Star Wars movies go, this is going to be the last on my list. This is it. This is the bottom of the barrel. Um, how I hated the conveyor belt scene. And I wanted something that was adventurous and suspenseful. It doesn't have to be as suspenseful as like, you know, a James Bond movie, but it isn't, it doesn't even touch that. It touches straight to video suspenseful. Um, I'll give it that it looks really pretty. The backgrounds look really, really pretty. And the acting drags down really bad. And I think that somebody had to slap George Lucas in the head and just say, Oh, poor George. Uh, no, I, this is bad. It's a bad movie. It really is. It's a bad movie. And maybe 20 years ago, people loved it. I, I tried to look up the reviews, but my phone was kind of acting bitchy. So I couldn't, um, I, librarian the who now the librarian Sorry, the, the, the lady librarian yeah oh the Sorry. librarian well she was fine in her role but uh no she was affecting your phone <laughs> in your reviews oh yeah oh yeah uh but uh yeah go with it i i i don't know i'm happy to watch it for this as an experiment but i think that we've gone over the hump as in the worst two movies will watch for this experiment out of nine. And I'm being told that I'm wrong, but you haven't seen the sequels yet. Have you? I have, I've seen all three of them. I saw the last one in the theater. Um, but I'm not like a diehard star Wars fan. Uh, you know, like, like I, like I was as a kid. Now I'm just sort of a complacent, whatever. I'll watch it. Cool, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, well, I'll watch whatever comes to me next. Yeah, we'll see. You. Oh, and the action sequences were good. I, I like the. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Eric. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I really did like the action sequence in the, um, the gladiator scene with the three monsters, and I think he directed it well. However, when it came to the lightsaber scene between uh, uh, Daku, Duku, and Yoda, um, Daku—that's a great name. <laughs> yeah, it should have been that. Shouldn't have it. Um, but when you watch that carefully, there's just a lot of close-ups on their face with uh, glares of lightsabers on their face. Um, wasn't well done. It was. It was not as good as like what Lucas did with the original Star Wars. Okay, I'm done. I'll pass. Oh, that was with uh, Anakin and Dooku. Not so much with... Thro- it's, it's weird, because they actually like pulled the camera back and showed Yoda and Dooku fight, but with when it came to, like, Christensen and, and Christopher Lee, it was like, nope, we oh, just gotta, yeah. like, you know, 
do yeah. back and forth shots of like lightsabers going everywhere. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, flashy flash. What the fudge happened there? I said Yoda, but yeah, you're right. Um, Yoda was, yeah, Yoda was dumb though. I mean, we've already talked yeah. about it. Springy McGee, Mr. Frog. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> Eric, last words and or you know anything left on the table? That was probably one of the last, or not the last. That's probably one of the first. I don't know uses of uh, like face replacement um, for that oh, that uh, lightsaber scene because you know they they put the digital Christopher Lee face on top of a um, a different actor doing all, all the fencing and sword fighting. But anyway, um, yeah, as much as I it may have sounded like I was ragging on this movie, I don't actually think it's that bad, um, to be honest. And I do like wow. this movie more than. Uh, the Phantom Menace overall, and I preferred this movie to one of the new Disney trilogy movies as well. I rather watch this than one of those Disney trilogy movies. Um, so, yeah, this, this isn't even in my. We're not going to talk about those. You, you may as well say what it is because I don't think we're going to talk about those. Because if anybody knows anything about me and those trilogy movies, they know exactly which one I'm talking about. Um, but anyway. Uh, this movie's okay. It's only when I really nitpick it, but I don't usually, I don't nitpick it when I just watch it as is. Um, my bigger lament is that you're right. The characters are uh, poorly realized with the bad acting and and the bad scripting and everything else and their bad interactions. And it's, it always feels weird. Like you're not supposed to talk about Clone Wars because it's like a niche show that people have watched and not everyone has seen it but god it it writes so many ills like it it fleshes these characters out it makes you care about them and so it like enhances other star wars things because because i i feel more watching revenge of the sith not because of the relationship of obi-wan and and anakin in this but because of their relationship in the clone wars which you know was retroactively created um, and I just think it's such a shame that all that great character building is in that show that few people have time to get into or whatever. Um, so, and mm-hmm. God, cause it just makes the prequels so much better. It makes the clone wars kind of more interesting. Uh, I mean the clone wars themselves. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like star Wars and, Attack of the Clones is okay. It, it always seemed weird to me that, like I said, it, it gets beat up just as much as Phantom Menace, and I don't think it should, but mm-hmm. here we are. It needed a gay job of the hut. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get him. Don't worry. You'll get him next movie. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I think I'm next in line. Yeah, me, Eric, I just don't see... I mean, I think Phantom Menace is substantially more interesting than this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in many ways, like, I mean, Jake Lloyd is just terrible. Jar Jar is just terrible. But we, I mean, this movie is filled with so many dull locations. Everything looks so bland and flat. At least in The Phantom Menace, we go to some pretty cool places with Naboo and the Gungan City. Even that big kind of fight scene that they have with uh, Jar Jar just flailing around like some idiot. Even that's kind of fun just for like, oh, holy crap, I can't believe how bad this is. This movie, I just want to fall asleep, except for Natalie Portman's nice uh, outfit. Um, I don't know if I have even much to say for final thoughts, except for, yeah, I find this thing super difficult to sit through. Like, even though The Last Jedi is absolutely terrible, 
and ruins a lot of Star Wars just in terms of um, like kind of breaks the universe in some ways. At least it's not just wildly boring. So that's why I put this one at the bottom, besides that terrible Clone Wars animated movie. This one's so dull that I just can barely sit through it. So, so that's all I got, Isaac. Well, what do you got for... That's fair. <laughs> I don't think I have anything more. So I'm super drunk. I don't know who's more drunk here, Caleb or Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Always competing for it. Both, both of you uh, repeat the alphabet backwards in Greek. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts. So... I yet to bring up at least left one thing that's left on the table is I forgot to mention like I think my favorite scene. It mm. was uh, actually it was actually um, how do you say his name Lee Clark's or Lars sorry Clegg Lars that's what it is oh, sorry Clegg yeah. Lars. I think he actually like when 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 they had the funeral for Shmi I, I legitimately think that was a good scene like. Mm. I think yeah. he's, like, one of the best actors in this film. Like, or at least the one that, other than, like, Christopher Lee and a few others, is actually giving a performance with what he's doing. Was he Shmi's husband? Yeah, the one who freed her, uh, one who freed her and, like, had no leg for her. Mm -hmm. uh, was in a wheelchair. I think... Unfortunately, he only had two minutes of scenes, but... Yeah. It, yeah. it was memorable, <laughs> though. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what it was, man. You're right, Steve. I, I, I just found him memorable. And I was, like, moved by him. I was like, this guy's actually giving, like, the best performance he can. Oh, and also, uh, Uncle Owen and Peru are in this film. And we go back to, you know, their 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 their, their moisture farm. Eh? Eh? Uh, okay, nobody cares. Um, yeah, and they look like they're, like, 19. No, I care, yeah. And they also were sold uh, blue, well, Kool-Aid in those same cups. It was, it was iced tea. And they but... also turn into uh, Korean barbecue in uh, a new boat. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I guess so. Sorry, Isaac. Go too ahead. Much, no, it's fine. I had too much hot sauce. Definitely Korean. On, on whatever she made. Uh, she left the stove on too long. So, no, she left her toaster on too long. That's what burned them up in the end. Yeah. In New Hope. <laughs> Came back to haunt them years later. I would say that, yeah, the scenes with, with Shmi and, and Anakin, I'd say that that was also a, a very touching moment. Uh, it, I'm not saying it moved me, but I certainly found that there was a lot of emotion and there was genuinity in it. So, you know, awkward as it may be, I was just like, no, this is, I, I, I like the scene. And, um, and then for some reason, right when, you know, Anakin's maybe at his lowest point after, and then the scene, you know, where they're inside, I don't, we didn't talk about this, but where they're inside, you know, the little droid area where, you know, C-3PO is getting bathed in, in A New Hope and, you know, where Luke discovers uh, oh, yeah. in R2-D2, the, the message from Princess Leia. It's like, we have that scene where he just breaks down and cries to Padme. I'm like, okay, I see what Christensen is trying to do here. Um, obviously, I think that's, it's subjective to everybody to say, like, it's work does it not is it bad acting i think he again and and just just in general i think he's a okay actor in 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 real life i didn't see jumper i've not seen really anything else he's been in but i i don't genuinely think he's a bad actor but he worked with what the direction he was given and so i think he you know i, I think the scene what he was trying to do of just like breaking down into padme's arms i feel like sort of worked not, not too much, probably, but I, again, I, I just see wasted potential here in this entire film of, like, I see so many things that could have been better, 
but I'm just like in the end, it, it is what it is for what it, uh, for what, what 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 we have, and this doesn't bore me. This is not the most boring film for me. I think Last Jedi is worse than this, personally speaking, and I would sooner go back to this. In fact, maybe. <sighs> Once again, Caleb, I had the same thing right when we got to the end when the clones show up or when the Jedi start. I'm just like, where's all the force powers? Why is not anybody not using force pull, force speed, anything like that? And, you know, it it hit me. I I immediately want to just stop the film and go and watch Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. I'm just like, I can't. Like, I was waiting for him to say that. That's just... Oh, uh, absolutely. That is like... And I, I have to because... I'm like, this is like, this is very like slow and not potential. And I, I don't get why we see the super battle droids for the first time. And I'm like, you know, Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber against like, you know, the starship trooper, whatever looking thing, bug, creature, excuse me. And I'm just like, just start force punching it. Like, just start using your force powers and like, nope, limited. Or at least not, no, nobody knows what the force is. I'm like, dang, dude, like, like, why not? And so I just, it got me excited again. And I, I, again, like, I don't know why. Like, does that, is that its move, this movie though? It's only because this movie is closely associated with that series because it didn't come out, yeah. out like, it came out not long afterwards. So I'm just like, man, I'm so tied to that, that, that TV series of just how good it was and the potential Fantastic. that we saw. Just, oh, it's, it's such a good film. Like, that's such a good TV series. And it, it, I, 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 but again, from, from before, I would watch this film again just for the meta, for, for meta reasons of like, what, like, just to see what Lucas was doing. But thank you all for, for coming on this giant, uh, yeah, giant review here. Hopefully, I'll try to trim it down a little bit. Uh, but, um, <laughs> it's longer than the movie. <laughs> yes. I'm very bukkake of you. Oh, God, don't say bukkake. Um, uh, any last words for you, Isaac? Because you usually end these for me here. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like to say again, yeah, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on here. It's much a pleasure. You are a fascinating individual. Well, thank you, Isaac. And I hope, yeah, you know, hopefully <laughs> you're... you're uh, we've, we've never really, like, uh, ban banned guests from coming on, but you're certainly not on the banned <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, no, I'm banned is what you're, where you're leading. But you're yeah, the first to be banned. <laughs> No, definitely put him on the ban list. No. Oh, you're in a band? That's awesome. No. <laughs> One time at band camp. Oh no. <laughs> I don't have a band. I have a. I'm, I'm on band camp. I don't have any songs. I wish. I can't wait for it. I hate him so much. I have to talk to this individual about murder. She wrote tomorrow. Hey, hey. Fuck you. That's your choice, sir. You know that? I'm picking on I'm picking on him. Don't take everything so literal. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, those between, thank you very much for listening to our, I guess, special edition edition of, uh, of Clone Wars. Or, sorry, Attack of the Clones, pardon me. Yeah, I guess so. And I guess my, I end my question with, do you all support clones? And I mean, like, the real-life version of, like, you know, cloning. Like, do you want your own clone? Or do you have no problem with, like, creating clones so that we can clone their arteries mm. slash their organs and then transfer them and they just lie as dead husks? Or is that just a waste of resources? That's, that's my question to you all. So I leave you with that. Till next time. Peace.
question to you all, so I'll leave you with that. Till next time. Peace. <laughs> okay. Oh, Isaac. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't think we've been properly introduced, so I know no. Caleb, but who, who? what's your name? Uh, I'm Caleb's compadre. Uh, my name is Isaac, although I go by Hi, many different names. Uh, okay. Welcome Steve. Thank you for being oh, here. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to meet you, sir. You seem very, very nice. I see. <laughs> <laughs>